This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the Flagship Podcast with your host, Joe Lanza. This show is so good that I would rather listen to my own show that I recorded an hour ago in full than listen to that. These, these people don't know what they're talking about. And they're paid professionals. And Rich Preach. Then, then you listen to other wrestling podcasts now. Except for the ones on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. All those are good. But every other one stinks. And we are live here on the flagship podcast. I'm Rich. He's Joe. Joe, what's happening? Into the uh, you into these Winter Olympics or no? I did this? not go to Beijing for the Winter Olympics. No. I, uh... Well, I didn't ask you if you went to Beijing for the Winter Olympics. I asked you if you were into these Winter. Oh, Olympics. I thought you said, did you go to the Winter Olympics? And I was like, no, uh, it didn't. Uh, not this year. I'm usually a big uh, yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, we we've many times on the show talked about our, our Winter Olympics viewing of the past. I haven't. Uh, they kind of snuck up on me, and I don't know if I, I have the. Uh, I've been bitten by the Olympic bug. Have you been bitten by the Olympic bug yet, or no? Well, the Winter Olympics stink. That's number one. They're they're just it's just not very good. I think I um, sometimes like them, but I really don't. I think it's a thing that I think when they come around, I'm like, oh yeah, the Winter Olympics, that's cool. And then I think I watch like two things, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really like the Winter Olympics. <laughs> I think they're cool, but they're they're not. I guess they're I, not. No, Winter Olympics really stink. There's um, a lot I, of I, like guys in in small ship like things going down tubes and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like Well you got your you got your luge. The luge, yeah. And you've got your bobsled. And you've got your two man bobsled. Isn't there something called the skeleton man. too? You got your four man bobsled. And then you got your skeleton. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of people sliding on <laughs> a lot of Latvians in. sliding down tubes. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> Scandinavians on on, <laughs> right. on sleds. Right? Like uh, I don't know. It's it, 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 you know I've been watching I've been watching curling for what twenty years, and I still have no fucking clue what's happening when they're when when it's going on. I don't understand the game. I mean, I assume it's like you familiar with bocce? I'm familiar with bocce. Yes, of course. The Italian fucking lawn bowling game, bocce. So I figure it's. I think it's like that where you got to get closest to the fucking center goal. Like in bocce, you got to throw your balls towards the palina, the little white ball, right? That's the target. In curling, it's like a a literal target with the with the with like the rings and then the middle. I think they're aiming the fucking rock for the middle. But I'm still not entirely sure, and I have no idea how the score. Yeah, it's it's less. So it's a little. I guess it's got a it's got botchy vibes to it. And I'm coming from a standpoint of I also don't really know how curling works. So I could be wrong about all this. Uh, but yeah. I used to work with a curling guy. Like this guy loved curling. Winter Olympics time, he would just like have it on on one of the TVs and be like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like all right, come on, like reel yeah. it in, pal. Like you don't care about Sweden. Versus, it's really not know? that exciting, <laughs> right? I, like like take it down a notch there, pal. But uh, nice guy. But I was like around this time, it was like all right, dude. We, we get it curling cool um it's a little bit yeah i guess it's kind of like bocce a little bit like it, it's shuffleboard on ice basically so wait you understand it. you understand the scoring of curling i have no idea about the scoring no well this is what i mean like i don't understand what i'm watching and then anytime i've watched curling 
over the you know, over you know the years. okay backs you're you're a man backs cornhole as the uh, as some people call it you cornhole, understand the scoring sure, of yeah. that right yeah it's kind of the same premise as that you know what I mean like you have your stuff you you have your say if you don't get it in the hole right away they're on the board or whatever and somebody comes and they slide yours off the board or whatever you you and that's kind of the part of of curling as well there is a strategy of yes you can put your thing right in the middle but you don't want to put your first thing disc whatever the hell it is in the middle right away because the next guy's going to come and just bounce that right out there you know what i mean i, I understand they're trying to get in the middle oh you don't know I how don't it's under- scored i don't know i don't that understand yeah, how it's scored yeah. this is like cricket for me i don't understand <laughs> like i don't understand the scoring i get all the principles and then like, at, at a certain point i just break down i'm like i don't understand how you can score yeah i don't know <laughs> and they have like innings yeah like they're yeah. and, and they, they score i don't understand scoring but anyway last night i'm watching the curling at like 3 30 in the morning and they haven't even had the opening ceremonies yet. Like the curling has begun before the Olympics have begun. Because the Olympics don't start until Friday. The opening ceremonies. But they started the curling early to get all the games in or the matches. Whatever you, what do you call a game of curling? A uh, game of curling, I um I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. This guy would he no would, cares, he would but, go to do something every and he would call it something every weekend. I don't remember what it was, but uh essentially I was yeah. just like, do you just go to like drink and then like play this like essentially shuffleboard? <laughs> and, uh, he didn't right, so love just, that because it's all it is. I think it's really just an excuse to drink and play shuffleboard. Well, there's a guy in the chat room saying it's the closest Stone scores, but that can't be true because I've seen them score more than one point per inning or if whatever frame or whatever wow, they call it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I like last night I'm watching and and they were scoring like two three points per thing, but it wasn't always. It didn't seem like it was always like all right, they're three stones. Or the, it doesn't make sense. And then every time I watch, I try to figure out how it works, and I can't. And then after I go through that process, then I say to myself, this sucks anyway. Why am I even watching? <laughs> right, like, exactly. Even if, I right, right. even if I understood the scoring, it sucks. Right. You get it. Boring. You get it. And you're like, all right, here so, we go. And then it's just like this one, you know, it's a, a guy staring for five minutes. And then he goes, mm, okay. And then he slides gently. And then the guys go, and then like a stone hits another stone. You're like, all right, why am I watching this? Like, And listen. I don't, I don't, I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm willing to be wrong on this. I don't buy for a second that sweeping that ice makes it move faster. I don't buy it for a second. I can't I, say I, I've done. I, I, I was invited many. I should have taken up this guy up on this. Maybe I can still can. Maybe this is the great time to uh, uh, bring it up to him. Yeah, he's always he always invited me out to a, a curling thing weekend thing that because he's like, oh, it's 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 friends and family weekend, <laughs> like my curling club, and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, if no, please go once just to <laughs> just to get it. But here's the thing, though. Here it's like my cricket thing. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna understand it. I'm gonna come home and I'm forget it all. It might just be like bocce. It might be as simple as that. But be, all yeah. I'm saying is, it doesn't seem that simple because. I'm watching and I'm looking and the scoring doesn't match what I think it should be in my head. I don't know. Point is curling sucks. I like the hockey. Hockey's I great. can get into the hockey because it's hockey. Is, aren't every, isn't like everybody not doing the hockey this year or did I miss the, uh, no, no, no. There's just no NHL players. Well, that's everybody. But yeah. I don't, don't want to watch. That hurts the quality of the yeah. hockey, <laughs> but I can still get into the hockey because it's hockey. It's still hockey. At the end of the day, hockey. they're still like high level professional athletes. You know, they're not in the highest level of, of the sport, right. but yeah. Okay. Right, so I would prefer the pros there, but here's the thing: I know like five hockey players anyway, so that's true. Yeah, I don't know why I'm asking, <laughs> acting like I care. Like, 
It's not like Brendan Shanahan's going to show up or you know, Sergey Fedorov. Right. So it's like, exactly. it's, it so doesn't matter. Me, it I don't doesn't know any guys anyway. Right. right. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why I took the hard stance of, well, I'm not watching if the NHL players are in there. It's like, wait a minute. I don't know any NHL players. You don't know any NHL players. So <laughs> you could, it could be a random assortment of guys. And I would say, sure, those are NHL players. That's fine. So Right. They could tell me they're NHL players. I wouldn't know the <laughs> difference. You know? So I, I watch the hockey. I do like. Yamir yeah, Yager's still got to be playing in this thing, though, right? I'm going to look that up. I don't know the answer to that. He's, He's probably still playing professional hockey somewhere. He was in the NHL like last year, wasn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And like 49 or something. Some Gordie Howe shit. But um, I'm trying to think. Like, listen, I'll watch like the ladies figure skating final. I'll keep one eye on that. That's usually the that's the big event of the Winter Olympics. Oh, like, I regret to, I regret to inform you, Yamiraga did not make the Czech Olympic hockey team. Ah, uh, I feel like he should make it until he doesn't want to make it anymore, right? I mean, you maybe he, you could cut. You're gonna cut Yamiraga? Does he still have the fucking mullet, the curly mullet? Uh, I think so. He probably cut that 15 years ago, right? <laughs> uh, eh, I'm looking at, at pictures. No, I mean not as not. It's not the one that you think of from 1991, but it's pretty close. Yeah. It's it's. He looks yeah. pretty good for his age, all things considered. I'm going to tell you the best Winter Olympic event, and it's not curling, and it's not the alpine skiing or any of this other stuff. Is that the one where they ski and then shoot? Because that one's dumb. That's the biathlon. Biathlon. That one's the then they, dumbest. <laughs> then they stop and, like, shoot at an elk. The fuck yeah, are we doing? It's like, yeah, get out of yeah. here. No. The best Olympic event is speed skating. Yes. That's that's yes. the best Winter Olympic event. Yes. I, mean, I uh, So not that long ago, a couple years ago um, – I went to there's like this the the USA Speed Skating Academy is in Milwaukee. It might not be in Milwaukee, it might be a town right next to Milwaukee or whatever. And you could just go and walk in and do tours or just kind of walk around. They don't care because it's like unless you're skating, it's like who cares? We have this giant facility. I I would if you've never seen speed skating live, if you watch it, you, even if you watch it on the TV, it doesn't quite you don't get the idea of just how insanely fast these people are going yeah. and how crazy that sport is. It is nuts. Yeah. It's yeah, they're it's a very it's exciting too. Yeah, it's an exciting sport. Um, what was that one guy's name that one year who just fell in every race and he was the favorite in all of them? He was an American, tall white guy. And then there was the other American, but he was like an Asian American. His name was Ono or something. Was a speed? Do you remember that guy? I think so. It, yeah, we're doing name some speed skaters. Now. <laughs> yeah, what let's remember some speed guy? skaters. Ono Apollo speed Ono, skater. I believe was his Apollo name. Apollo right? Ono, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a guy a couple uh, an Olympics before him was this 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 white guy, and he was the favorite in like every race, and he, he fell in every fucking race. I don't think he won a single medal. Because yeah, I don't know. Jensen. I don't know if I remember his name. Dan I... Jensen. Someone got it in the chat room. Yeah. Okay. Dan Jensen, that's the guy. So um, yeah, I like the speed skating. I'm pretty sure that's who the uh, place the... is named after. I think that's like yeah, I think that that whole facility is there because of him, if I remember correctly. Who Dan Jensen? Yeah, the one I went to. I think that like he runs it, or he's like yeah. the main coach, or something like that. So the sledding events—they're all right for a couple minutes, but I don't know. I, yeah. You kind of just want to watch them fall off, right? I mean, that's kind of why you're yeah, watching. You, you like when a guy's doing the skeleton, you kind of want to watch them fall off the thing. Sort of, but then they like—they really do not do well when they fall off. So that I—I I don't know. I don't know if I really want. I mean, it's like. Oh, well, I don't want anyone to die. Yeah, that's like, what I bet. It's pretty horrific when those people crash. So I don't know if yeah, I love that. Just breaks a couple ribs or something. I'm, yeah, I I yeah, would. yeah. See, see, the skeleton's the one where you're face down, right? 
the luge is the one where you lay straight like you're planking. Yeah. Right. No, I think that's the skeleton, and the luge. That's the the luge is the one you're laying down. Yeah. The skeleton is wild, man, because that's like you crash, you're just head first into a fucking wall at like a hundred miles per hour. It's pretty. Uh... uh, hold on. Which is the one where you're laying down flat and, and they're pointing their toes inward for the aerodynamics? I believe shit. that's the luge. That? I believe that's that's the luge. The luge? Yes. So what do they do with the skeleton? That's like you. It, it's basically like a sled, but I think you run on it and then like you, you like you said, you do like the plank position. On like the small little board. So you dive head first yes. like a kid going down a Exactly, hill. yes. But you're going like a hundred miles per hour as opposed to, you know, ten or like, whatever a child is doing. This so. is, these sports are so dumb. I mean, yeah, it's like they like, just like tried to find they they had like five and then they're like, ah, we just figure something else out. Gotta guys. create like, some more. Like thank God yeah. snowboarding came, because I mean imagine this thing without snowboarding. Like God bless snowboarding. <laughs> like they really needed yeah, to add see, something. I, I don't like the snowboarding, I gotta be honest. Okay. I don't like the snowboarding. Just like in the uh, summer games, I don't like like the skateboarding and the BMX shit. Those aren't real sports to me. That's shit you do when you're 12. I I the, I I can't get into that. If it listen, if it wasn't at the 84 Olympics with Mary Lou Retton, I'm not interested. <laughs> that's when like, you, you ended your Olympic games was in 1984. Yeah. That's when I ended my anything that comes after that is not a real sport. I I it's it's you're just turning like these this X game shit. Those aren't sports to me. Um. Yeah, I didn't even like watching the winter, uh, the summer Olympics. Did you watch any of that BMX shit? It was bad. Yeah, I don't know what they were they doing. Were, yeah, they were bad. They weren't yeah, even. Good. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I, everybody that watched it was all kind of like, "Wait a minute, the X Games are like way cooler than this. Like, what the hell is this?" It, the same thing happened. Don't don't uh, for the nurses and in in ear uh, dis- distance here, but the yeah, the climbing. Yeah. Oh God. Did not go oh. over well with the climbing community. They were not happy with the representation they got uh, during the summer yeah. games. So. Well, well, the worst without question was that BMX stuff. I was expecting guys to do flips and like uh, – Yeah, they were just know. kind of casually going around like <laughs> a park and just like I, – I legitimately saw better tricks when I was like 12 years old and, you know, my, my neighbor down the street got a new Huffy. Like I saw better tricks then in 1989 than I saw in the Olympics this year with these guys on the bikes. And they kept falling off. It was brutal. It, it wasn't even impressive at all. And I'm like, someone's going to get an Olympic medal for this? The skateboarding, too, was terrible. Yeah, I, I did watch that. And, the and shit. It was really bad. Yeah, it was not the best that we uh, we had to offer in, in the skateboarding. So I don't know. Maybe what it, you know what? Maybe I'm burying the bike guys erroneously. It was the skateboarding. And the skateboarders was, was horrendous. Yeah, that was pretty horrendous. I don't even remember watching anybody on BMX bikes. It was the skateboarders that were terrible. I, I apologize to the BMX community. It was the skateboarders who were brutal. They kept trying. They were. They were. Uh, you know. They kept falling off the fucking. Uh, the. Uh, the fucking. What's the, the the fucking. What's the gimmick next to a staircase? The Half fucking piper. The stairs. Oh, the rail. No, the rail. You're talking about. They, they were grinding. They were grinding the on the rail. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is so unimpressive. Very unimpressive. Yeah, it had weird so. scoring too. That was the same with the climbing. Like nobody understood the scoring, and they're like, "Who came up with the scoring?" It was a. Uh, it was quite the the the. Quite the controversy, the uh, the climbing, and I, I think the skateboard was the same way too. So I found the entire list of Olympic Winter Games. So I think really quickly we can say yay or nay on all these. How about that? All right, throw them at me. All right, alpine skiing. Yeah. I'm nay. I don't. I don't like skiing. I've skied once. I hated it. I'm not going ever is, again. Okay, yeah. is the alpine skiing the one where they're going around the flags? Uh, and they have to touch the fucking flags as they go by. Like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. It's not the one where they're just going for maximum speed straight down the fucking hill, or is that even a thing? 
I think uh, one to ten. That's a five. I can watch yeah, that for like ten I don't, minutes. I don't and have then any I'm out. for it. I don't have. Honestly, yeah. all the skiing can can hit the bricks. Uh, biathlon again, ski, again with the skiers. I want to see them fall. Oh, for sure. Honestly, yeah. No skiers definitely deserve to fall. Down the yeah, fucking. I, all... I want to see them tumble down the snow and there's fucking snow flying all over the place. I mean, that's what you know. Yeah. It's like hit, the, hit the flag and they just go <laughs> billowing down the whole, the rest of the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely. I, I'm like Anthony Bowen's dad watching hockey for the fights. When I'm watching downhill skiing, <laughs> I just want to see what find out how one. tremendous was that video. <laughs> That's great huh? with this big old mustache. Just like if you closed your eyes and thought, "What does a man from 1982 New Jersey who would get mad about the lack of hockey fights look like?" It was that guy. It was you know that what I mean? guy. It was that, he looks like a like a, a, a yoked up John Stossel. It's just perfect. It's exactly how, what you how want. great was yeah. the phone call where yeah, he's on right. the phone. He's like, "Hey, yeah, Anthony." Yeah, and totally that- not. Yeah, if you if you thought that Eddie, if you they're like, "Oh man." I hate I hate New Jersey and Italian stereotypes. Let me watch this video of this man calling in. It's it's yeah. not going to help hey, dispel yeah. a single one of the stereotypes of what a man from New Jersey uh, would hey, sound Anthony, like. So you, you got that uh, you got that Tiger Williams fight. I've been waiting since November. Uh, when are you going to send me that fight? Tape I, I trader. Gonna... I couldn't believe tape trading hockey fights. Hockey fight tape trader. I thought he was going to. I hope that guy sent that Tiger Williams fight because He's if he didn't, fucking better. Yeah. Anthony Bowen's dad, hundred percent, put a hit on that guy. There's no doubt about it. That guy might not even be alive today if he didn't send that fight. But uh, that was just tremendous. People can find if people haven't seen that video, go to Anthony Bowen's Twitter account. It's fucking phenomenal. It's but anyway, uh, go. So we let's go alpine. alpine skiing. We'll go five, I guess. I, I, I'm fine with five too because I don't know the difference between alpine, cross country, freestyle, and Nordic combined. So I'm just gonna. I will say there is one. Okay, alpine skiing. I think they just go downhill. I think that's with the flags. There's a worse one coming up. Don't worry. Uh, biathlon, zero out of ten. What the hell are we doing here? Oh yeah, that sucks. Skiing, yeah, well, stopping, shooting. Get the yeah. hell out of here. We're done. Yeah. Uh, bobsled. I'm gonna go six out of ten because at least cool runnings. Um, it's it's a team sport. It looks kind of interesting at times. I like the bobsled. It's it's okay for a couple minutes. Yeah, I'll leave it on for a little while. It's not, Cross country skiing. Negative oh, ten thousand. Get the fuck out of here. I saw. I see grandmothers at my forest preserve doing this, like literal yeah. like, geriatric women yeah. doing this same sport. No, <laughs> out. So we we had a guy where in the in where I grew up. Um, whenever it would snow, he would bust out. Oh, his cross country skiing guy. Skis. Yeah, yeah. So we we had a neighborhood cross country ski guy, and we were like in high school. Oh boy. So of course you know where this is going. Yeah, I do. So. We would like hide behind bushes and throw snowballs at him mm. and ice balls and shit. And he would like give us the finger, but he couldn't catch us because he was on skis. So we, we would mock him and throw snowballs at him. <laughs> Poor guy. Like trying to get some exercise in the winter. <laughs> we were hanging out with Anthony Bowen's old man. Right. So we were throwing snow because he he definitely threw snowballs at a cross country skiers. Yeah, for sure. And said problematic in things, the neighborhood. For sure. yeah. So so we used to make fun of him and laugh at him and throw snowballs at him. He was probably like in his mid to late 30s, this guy. And then a couple years later, he got arrested for child porn. So that's oh, how that I was gonna say, okay. Well, I I, I take back feeling bad. Expected, I take ba- All right, I felt bad for this guy. Don't feel bad for him anymore. Fuck that guy. You should have thrown more ice balls in his head. So. That took a turn you were not expecting. Yeah, I was like, man, this so. guy's just trying to get some exercise in the winter. I can respect yeah. it. I've done cross country skiing. It's fine. It's kind of fun. But that, yeah, that took a whole different turn. That uh, yeah, not a big news in the neighborhood. It's always oh yeah that always yeah I have it a few times in my neighborhood too like local yeah. <laughs> child porn guy like ah uh, whenever there's a sex pest in the neighborhood like all the mothers talk about it's always huge news yeah, always big, huge big stuff news. yeah you walk by the house and yeah. they go that's where that's where he lives you know what I mean? that's where the guy lives yeah yeah stay away that's where you don't go on Halloween like it's a whole yeah, thing yeah yeah yeah. 
Uh, curling, we already kind of put, I think, like, two out of ten or something like that, right? Yeah, curling sucks. Yeah, I, yeah, I got no use for the curl. Uh, figure skating is fine if there's, like, drama, if there's Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan drama, but I actually don't care at all about the actual sport itself. I think the women's figure skating is the – that's the big-ticket win, uh, Winter Olympic event. I think you kind of have to watch the final night of that. That gets the biggest ratings. The rest of it, though, the doubles, the men's, that could all fucking go right in the dumpster. But the women's final on the final night, it usually has a, a, a decent amount of hype. You usually know the names by the end of the two weeks. You know what I mean? Usually there's like a Katarina Vitt in the mix or you know, somebody like that. So uh, Oksana Bayul, you know. you, you know. Uh, so. that's, that's what I was going to bring up. I just listened to a podcast about her um, Yeah, not that long ago. So, so yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I would say about the figure skating. Um, all right. Freestyle skiing. I think that's the one where they do like tricks. They go on the yeah, hill no. and then they like yeah. flip and stuff. Again, so this falls into the X games category. That's not a real sport to me. That's, you know, do that in the X games. I, I'm not interested in that as an Olympic event. Right. Uh, hockey. I got to go nine out of 10 for hockey. It's hockey. You know Hockey's what I mean? a top tier Olympic love sport. Hockey. Yeah. I love the hockey. I don't watch that top much hockey these days sport. just because I don't have time, but I love the hockey. You know, put that on for I- sure. I'll watch that. I'm actually more interested in the Olympic hockey than the NHL hockey. I, I you know, so yeah, I, I'll watch that. Let's see if any of that's on right now. Get this TV going yeah. here. Uh, luge and or skeleton because we're not quite sure. I think we got it though. Yeah. Luge is lay down. Skeleton is 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 face down. Um, like you said, know. I'm probably a five out of ten because I'll watch for ten minutes just to see if somebody like gets horrifically hurt. But yeah, otherwise not really. They both seem like something you do at Action Park. Did you watch that documentary? Of course I did. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah, that's a good documentary. Again, Anthony Bowen's dad was a million percent at Action Park. Like, like falling off those. Yeah, one of one of one of his friends died at Action Park. And they still went back. And they still went back the next year, you know. Went back the next weekend. Are you kidding me? You know? They went on the attraction that their friend died on. They don't no fear. Actually, every kid from New Jersey did that. I can't just you know, that's that's just what you did. Um, okay, Nordic combined, I think you do jumping and then cross-country skiing, it's zero out of ten. Get rid of all of it. Zero out of ten. Yeah. Junk. Yeah. Uh, short track speed skating, like that. I said that yes. uh, I'm putting at uh, eight out of ten, I think. Yeah. And then uh, ski jumping, the big jump. It's cool because it's a big jump, but I don't know. Ski jumping is all right. Do you remember Eddie the Eagle? Uh, I don't know if I remember Eddie the Eagle. He was uh he represented England in the ski jumping and he was legally blind and uh he was terrible. And <laughs> yeah, he was, seems like a bad sport to be in. Yeah, he was there as a gimmick and he he would like So Eagle was a, it was a bit of a uh, a joke nickname, I'm guessing, cuz yeah, his yeah, eyesight he was, was not very eagle like. He was 100% gimmick. He finished in last place. I will I'm going to put that maybe 88 or 92? I'm thinking 88. Where was 88? Lillehammer or something? Uh, 1988 was in... Um... Lake Placid? No, we, that have was ta- Lake we have talked so much about the Winter Olympics on this very... I think yeah. it was Calgary, if I remember correctly. Calgary? Right? That, I think Because was, was that weird year that we talked about a couple years ago where Lillehammer was in 92, but then they came back and ran it back in 94. Right, because they switched to every two years alternating. Right. Lil- okay, Lillehammer was 94. All right. But they had a one in Alberta. Albertville, France. That was in 92. So they had a 92 and a 94. All right. I think Eddie the Eagle is 88. Let me look. 
real quick here. Eddie, we need to know. Yeah, that, the, the absolutely something we need to start the show. With. <laughs> so, hold on. Eddie, I really don't want to talk about the Royal Rumble, so I'm I'm, I'm enjoying this a little bit. He was uh, he's still alive. He's 58 years old. He still looks blind as a bat. Uh, <laughs> I assume he didn't get more eyesight over the years. Oh, so check it out. He he held the British ski jumping record from 88 to 2001. Did anybody so else he, try, or was he the only one that was? Well, it, it, UK just must be awful at ski jumping. Yeah, it was the 88 Olympics in Calgary. He finished last in both the 70-meter and 90-meter events. <laughs> so, obviously, it's just not a strong country for ski jumping. Like, I thought they sent him there as a gimmick, but he really was the best guy in the country, at least. Um, his lack of success endeared him to people around the globe. He subsequently became a media celebrity and appeared on talk shows around the world. So, um, hey, if you can't be first, you might as well be last, right? Like, nobody talks to the guy who finished seventh. All right, here we go. Following the widespread attention that Edwards received in Calgary shortly after the Olympics finished, the entry requirements were made stricter, making it nearly impossible for anyone to follow his oh, example. Okay. Yeah. So he was he was a gimmick. Like being the best ski jumper in England must be like being the uh I don't know, best fucking American style football player in Japan or something. Like yeah. you just the best like, basketball player in Ireland is probably not, you know. Right, right. Like, you know, so they Of they which I had a friend who got Irish citizenship so they could play uh, for the Irish national team. Did not they did not make the Olympics, Joe. All right, well, he was their go. leading scorer. Good. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it's a guy from my town was the leading scorer for the uh, the Irish uh, team. Okay, and then uh, uh, we'll end here. Snowboarding, you said you hated. Uh, I'm no like four it, out man. of ten on that, and then speed skating is cool too. So, all right, that's it. That's everything. That's everything. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that there's not more. <laughs> there's very little. Uh, and I just looked on the uh, the cock, Joe, the uh, the peacock. Yeah, uh, I, I oh my god, it's like curling on right now. There's no hockey on right now, so I'm a little pissed. But the thing about the Winter Olympics is. Snow sucks. So no one wants to be out in the snow. So there's not a lot of things you can do in the snow. Ice is the pits. So if it doesn't involve snow or ice, you can't. What else are you going to do? Right? Like, because they put all the, all like the traditional winter team sports in the summer Olympics, like basketball and shit like that. Right? So you're stuck with all this snow and ice bullshit. And there just aren't a lot of good sports that take place in the snow or on ice. So, like I said at the top, the Winter Olympics, they're just, the Winter Olympics suck. <laughs> they absolutely do. So, uh, yeah, we did have a, uh, there's a guy in the chat room that's uh, the note of chat room that just said, uh, great factoid. Uh, this year, the U.S. has the oldest women's Olympic figure skater in a century. She's 25 years old. <laughs> that's... Oh, yeah, she's ancient. Forget <laughs> it. We must have a terrible team this year. Oh, man. All right. So that is that. Um, Let's talk about World Wrestling Entertainment, Joe. Um, they had their uh, quarterly earnings call today, and uh, you'll be surprised to know they made a shit ton of money, more than they ever have ever. How about that? Uh, well, 2021, we... year-end highlights. The revenue increased 12% year-over-year to $1.095 The highest in company history. They finally eclipsed a billion in yeah. 2021. Yeah, I mean... I think we were all expecting that, right? None yeah. of this is a surprise. No, no, no. I mean, you you look at the if you follow this stuff, you knew the money that had they had coming in. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is what we've been talking about, and people like Dave Meltzer and Brandon Thurston have been talking about for a long time. I mean, 
they're truly idiot proof and they're going to keep breaking these records. I mean, you know, no matter how poorly they run the company, how, how poorly they run the wrestling end of the company, I don't really think you can rip them from the perspective of how they run the business end of the company, obviously, but no matter how poorly they run the biz, the, the wrestling end of the company, it, it does not matter. No, I mean, no live events really don't matter. I mean, that we'll, we'll, we can talk a little bit about that. I mean, they, they did okay in live events this year, increased ticket prices, but we, we know the attendances, the attendances struggled a little bit, but it did matter. They made, they made a decent amount of money there, but it's, it's a drop in the bucket. Now, when you're talking about the live event revenue, uh, the, pretty much every revenue is just doesn't matter once you have the TV deal. It's like, you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter that their live event revenue is, is maybe not as good as it, it could be, or we see the, the, you know, some arenas don't fill out all the way. It doesn't matter. Uh, we know that their TV ratings are down, you know, across the board and, and, and doing very, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It does, does not yeah. matter. None of it matters. They get a shit ton of money from Saudi Arabia and they get a shit ton of money from Fox and USA and the rest of it is just gravy after that. The rest of it is just piling on money on fond money. And, yeah, they can spend a little bit here and there. They can build their new headquarters, which I think they're still in the, the you know process of doing. They can do these little minor budget cuts. But at the end of the day, once those Fox and once those USA checks and once that Saudi Arabia check comes in, you're good to go. And then you add WrestleMania into there, too, doing WrestleMania in front of a crowd. That's it. I mean, at that point, you can do literally anything else this year. And we've seen them in 2021. I mean, critically... 2021 may have been their one of their worst years in God. I mean, when you really think of it, bell to bell, show wise, in ring. I mean, it 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 had to be one of the worst in in decades, right? I mean, since Vince McMahon took over, what since like what do you want to say since '84 or something? I, yeah, I'm I think thinking maybe you know you could pick out a few years here and there, but even then, I would say like 1995 was like a critically a bad year. But there's there's some decent stuff in '95. Like I I would rather watch '95 than oh for sure. Oh no doubt. Yeah, me me personally definitely. And yeah, yeah it's just you, you go through the years and you're like I, I mean maybe <laughs> like when you really look at you know look at how it did in our year, match of the year poll. Look how it did in other yeah. polls. Like it's just. Critically, it was a disaster in 2021, and they had their highest revenue ever this year, so it doesn't matter. None of it matters anymore. They're, they're post-wrestling, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not, they don't matter in the pro-wrestling. When, when Nick Khan says, we're not competing with AEW, we're not competing with all that sort of stuff, and yada, 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 I mean, they're really not. They're playing a completely different ballgame at this point. They're, they're, just, oh, yeah. they're, they're not yeah. in the same business. <laughs> they're not no. in the wrestling business anymore. No, yeah, yeah. This is what we talk about every quarter. Yeah, they're yeah. in the content creation business, and this, this, if, if, I and mean, we don't really even need to bring it up anymore. All you need to look at is twenty twenty one, their highest revenue in company history, a billion dollars. The end. <laughs> you know, you and, I have been, you and I have been saying nothing matters for like almost five years now. I mean, the the there was a report that just came out on Fightful this afternoon about how low morale is among the wrestlers. And how disgruntled a lot of the wrestlers are. And there's a direct quote from a wrestler saying nothing matters. Like now even the wrestlers realize and understand like their complaints go nowhere. Uh, If they complain about continuity or storylines, no one listens because none of it matters. It just nothing matters. Just the television deals and the Saudi deal. It's all that matters. You know, and, and, and the, the rights deals to, uh, to the content. So, um, I think it'd be more interesting to discuss what can possibly derail this at this point. So you'd have to look at 
Well, the Saudi deal was a 10-year deal, and what what are they, in year four, year three or four, or something like that? Yeah, so, yeah, four, yeah, four, yeah, I, th- I think it's four, I think it is. Cause I 20... don't even think they're halfway through. No, the they're, no, 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 yeah, they still have uh, another at least five or six years of it. So, so that monster isn't going anywhere. Um, that, the Saudi deal might outlive Vince McMahon. I mean, that's a, that's a race to a the A very real possibility, point. yeah. But, so that's not going anywhere. So then you say, okay, well, what about the next TV deal? Well, even with the sagging ratings and hitting all-time lows for Raw at various points over the last year, they're probably going to get a bigger TV deal this time around, not a smaller one. (laughs) I mean, they're probably going to get a, you know, so these profits are only going to grow. And Yeah, the the only scenario where that doesn't happen is similar to what happened many, many, many moons ago when... Uh, WWE was on Spike TV when they moved from USA to Spike TV and they were on Spike. And when they were ready to, you know, re-up their TV deal, Spike basically said, now nah, we're good uh, and you can go do whatever the hell you want. We don't want to, you know, bring with you guys anymore. We're not interested in even negotiating with you. And what happened is WWE then had to go back to USA without really any other partner that wanted them. And, and USA kind of said, okay, all right, you had nowhere else to go. Here we are. You ditched us before. Now you've come crawling back. And they got screwed in that TV deal. That was it. That's the exception. From that point forward, they have never been screwed in a TV deal to the point that they were. They've always increased the revenue. They've always done pretty well on, on most of these deals. So barring Fox and USA both at the same time saying, nah, we're not interested anymore, and all these other networks saying, no, we're not interested anymore, that's the that, that's literally it. That is the only possible scenario is, is, is those companies say, hey, we're not interested anymore. But at the end of the day, they are still presenting quote-unquote live sports. And, don't, and trust me, when, when that comes up for renewal – they can say, you know, they'll say they're sports entertainment. They'll say they're not wrestling, that they're not sports, that they're they're making movies, pal, and all that sort of stuff. But when those TV deals come up, they're a sports property, Joe, because they're yes. smart, because they get their business and they understand sports are worth a shit ton of money. So when that time comes, when there's not regulations, when there's not athletic commissions, when there's TV deals at, at stake, then they're a sports property. Then they're on ESPN. Then they're you know doing stuff, they're doing hits on Sports Center. They're Jonathan Coachman's doing stuff like that's when they do that sort of stuff because they want to ramp it up and try to make themselves into live sports and 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 live you know event coverage and that's that's where the money is coming at and and there's nothing that indicates at this point that that live sports bubble is is bursting anytime soon so yeah barring all the networks deciding all at once no we don't want you guys anymore and them not presenting you know any sort of argument that they're sports that's really the only way that they're not going to increase their tv deal but that's probably not going to happen espn will pick them up um and you know what i mean and now you have all the streaming networks involved in this too when that when the time comes again I mean, they're going to, yeah, it'll most likely be a bigger deal next time, for sure. They're going to be fine. Um, Even the Fox deal, which is probably, you can't really call it a massive success from Fox's standpoint. I even think there's been some quotes out of Fox people saying that they're slightly disappointed, which makes sense because they're last in total viewers nearly every single Friday. They don't always win in the like, some weeks they do. They're number one. Some weeks they don't. And they don't completely dominate in the summer against reruns. Like that was supposed to be the the like hidden value of the deal. Like, okay. Uh during the TV season, it might be neck and neck on Friday nights with some of the other programming. But we're gonna clean up in the summer. Because everyone else is running reruns, and we have this is first run programming, fifty two weeks a year, and that and that hasn't happened. They haven't cleaned up in the summer, 
And, you know, they're always last in total viewership, whatever you think that's worth, you know, nearly every single week. So I think Fox was expecting a little more out of that. I wouldn't be surprised if Fox isn't interested the next time that comes around. But, I mean, they're going to have plenty of suitors and I would be pretty surprised if they don't get a larger deal in the next round. Same goes for AEW. But, um, you know, it's more interesting to me what kind of deal AEW gets because is there going to be a network that sees AEW, that sees Dynamite slowly creeping up on Raw? They just beat Raw like for a month and a half straight and males 18 to 49. Um, They're right on Raw's heels in the demo. And have beaten them, you know, three or four weeks or whatever it was, total weeks. And, you know, they're, you know, four or five hundred thousand total viewers behind, but they do great in, they're, they're very close to Raw and a lot of the, the demographics and, and the valuable demographics. So it's more interesting to me if there's gonna, you know, if AEW can sustain this and keep growing, that it's just more interesting to me if there'll be a network that, comes calling when their deal is up and says, okay, we have someone here who has the potential to put up these WWE like numbers and they're growing and let's overpay for them and steal them from Turner and then see how Turner, see, I'm more interested in the deal they get. And it's not going to sniff what, you know, the, the billion dollar deals WWE is getting, but I'm curious how high an AEW deal can go. That's right, more interesting. Right. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm with you too. And and one of the interesting aspects of that too is that it is potential that these deals, you know, they, they come up at a certain point and a network can say, yeah, we're interested in wrestling, but we're interested in that wrestling. We're interested in that sports property, AEW. And, and that could... That could be bad for WWE in, in the same sense. Like again, I don't think that's going to play out. I don't think that's a scenario. But there's a there's a situation where there are, let's say, four networks that are legitimately interested in in, in having pro wrestling and paying a billion dollars for it or whatever. Uh, there's a real possibility that a few of them look at AEW and say, "Hey, look, okay, let's run these numbers, and we can realistically give these guys, you know, half or yeah, three quarters of the money that we're going to give WWE, and they're." You know their numbers are pretty damn close here, and they're you know yeah. like there's yeah they don't have the cachet that a WWE has. No, they don't. It's not the same thing. They haven't been around for you know x amount of years or whatever. But numbers wise, we might be able to do better, and that might prevent one of those four or five companies or hypothetical companies to, or, or networks to say you know what we're gonna we're gonna bow out of this WWE deal and we're gonna instead go after this AEW deal unless it gets too rich for our blood or whatever, and then we'll do that. We'll go back to WWE or whatever. But that, again, that that could play out. Like the last time WWE was at the table here, they were the only game in town, and they were hey, if you want first run sports entertainment, sports live sports, whatever, we're here for you. We have our our, our show. That's not the case anymore. So I guess that is the big thing that you have to you know factor in, and and that's kind of what happened when I, I mentioned all those many years ago with Spike in USA where. Spike said, you know what? We got UFC. We're good. So peace. You know what I mean? Like we, well, what they actually did is, and then they got TNA not that far after, if you remember, because they looked at TNA and said, hey, well, hey, these guys fucking peanuts. We have UFC. Yeah. We want UFC. Yeah. Eh, wrestling will be cool to have on the network too. Oh, hey, let's pay these guys peanuts and they'll just replace WWE for us. And that's what they did. And Spike was, you know, for, for many, many years, fine with that because UFC was driving such huge revenue and TNA was, you know, TNA, but like, hey, they got it for one 90th of the price of WWE or whatever it was. 
you know, that could also play out too, where some of these networks go, you know what, we have other sports, and hey, there's another wrestling company out there right now. Like, again, I wouldn't bet on that happening. I would bet that there would be still signed some massive, massive TV deal, but at least there's another player in the market, and there's some, there could be some hesitation from some networks because there's a competitor out there that is doing stuff well, and, and delivering numbers at a decent price. That can be had at a, at a, at a much, much lower price. Yeah, it's like what you just, yeah, well, you just said, I mean, it's easier to walk away from the table with WWE if if like you said you can get AEW for a much cheaper price and get more return on your investment too because they're not that far behind realistically so i mean the numbers don't lie and there's still plenty of time before these deals are up so if they can keep growing at the rate that they've been growing and it's so funny to like see people and i know it's some of the dumbest people on earth but it's growing and it's like well you don't see the nut like what what are you looking at you know in the month of january dynamite was the only wrestling show that did grow uh so you know they keep growing and you know they're they're pulling point twos or better at 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 10 o'clock at night on fridays i mean that you know tv execs see that stuff so you're right you if you can you you're you're more this is why WWE tried so hard to make sure they never got off the ground and succeeded because they they don't want networks getting up and leaving the table when it comes to negotiation time and have another cheaper option available. So that's that to me is the more interesting aspect because nothing is going to stop, you know, at this point, you know, when you're talking about over a billion dollars in revenue in 2021 and you're talking about quarters that are over $300 million. Yeah, $310 million in, in Q4. The only thing that can stop them at this point is a scandal. And they've seemed to be Teflon when it comes to scandals over the years. I mean, can that luck run out eventually? I mean, you would think. But Vince McMahon's the luckiest human to ever walk the earth. I mean, nothing sticks to that guy. It's incredible. Um, So, I don't know. It's... It's it's become boring analyzing WWE because it, it's like w- what they have achieved now. It's like it's like when you beat a video game and now you're just doing side missions. It's not the same. Like the, they've achieved it. Yeah, they the hunger the hunger's gone. Like, you're kind of messing around because you, you like the game. You don't want to finish it, but you're probably not going to last much longer in the game. You, you know, you're going to fuck around for another you know hour or two and then just realize, yeah, I'm just do something else now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like beating it's like beating a Grand Theft Auto and now you're just collecting the fucking what are the things you gotta collect in Grand Theft the Oh like the seashells and San Andreas. Yeah, like or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, like, right. You're diving you're under the water. Sw- yeah. yeah. You're swimming off the pier looking for seashells and <laughs> right. it, it's gonna you're gonna get bored of like there's nothing left to do. Like that that's what they've achieved here. So you know it it, it there's really <laughs> nothing left we're gonna come back in three months and talk about how you know they've had their best quarter ever at you know and they beat the previous best quarter ever by 10 million and, and you know it's just now it's just incremental uh you know beating their uh, how much they can beat their previous records at this point it's all it's all guaranteed money and it's frustrating if you're a wrestling fan because no matter how bad the product is, no matter how bad the Royal Rumble is, it does not fucking matter. And there's and they still have 30, 40, 50,000 people willing to buy tickets to their big three events. 
as we just saw at the Rumble. Yo, and that's what I was going to bring up too. Like you mentioned that Saudi Arabia is going nowhere. That's the thing that's going to last. The TV deal, those are going to last. I think WrestleMania too is, is going to last. Royal Rumble is going to last. And that's another, yeah. I believe that's a Nick Khan thing. And I know that he likes to tout it on all these calls. I don't know if it was him exactly, but his idea of every time we have one of these big shows, do it in this big giant arena, man. Let's make this a big arena thing. Let's sell as many goddamn tickets as we can because these are the things that matter. These things, no matter what, and I guess we'll see on next year's Royal Rumble, but I, I'm sure this, no matter what this Royal Rumble was, next year they're going to announce a Royal Rumble in X-Town and it's going to sell out 60,000 tickets, 50,000 tickets, 40,000 tickets, whatever. Like, people are still going to go. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I, I, I just, I truly do not believe that the Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, or WrestleMania are going anywhere anytime soon. Those will always sell 40,000 to 60,000 tickets. Those will always be a big ticket item. They're always going to get that Saudi thing. They're always going to have those TV deals and everything else in between. Really doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? They can sell 2,000 tickets to a Raw. It doesn't matter. You, you know, they can have yeah. horrific TV, low ratings, have their worst ratings ever. It doesn't matter. You know, it, until, the, until that TV deal is up and they're at the negotiating table and some of these numbers may matter, they don't matter. And I don't even think the numbers are going to matter at that point all that much either. So, Well, this is why Nick Khan has come up with this idea to create this day one event. And the idea behind day one is to create another mega event that where the event itself is what's over. And eventually they can start running that in a major building as well. And the idea behind that is Nick Khan being, you know, having a sports background and knowing that January 1st is, has been traditionally a huge sports day in the United States for decades and college football over the last couple of decades has kind of abandoned the day. You know, it used to be all of the major bowl games were on January 1st. Now, some of them still are, but now with the playoffs and the national championship, right? Game, you got January 5th is important. And you know, these other random yeah. days are, are, are way more important. Yeah. That, that first Monday of the year is, is way more important than January 1st is now. Yeah. If you were a, a sports fan, you, it used to be, you knew on January 1st, you were getting the, the seven biggest bowl games. They were all happening on January 1st and college football kind of gave that day up. I mean, not entirely, but it, it doesn't have the cachet it used to have. It really have. doesn't. Yeah. This, this year. You're I, old I, enough I, to remember that. And yeah, oh, for sure. And then this year, and for some reason it hasn't been that way in a couple of years, but for some reason this year on new year's day, I was just like, I was around all day. I think the nurse was working and I wasn't really doing anything. So I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to strap in for a full day of college football. And it was like, there was, you know, no, you're not. No, <laughs> yeah, I was watching yeah. like, you know, North Texas versus somebody in some random bowl. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, this isn't what I wanted. And like, what's interesting this is, is not the rose. This is not the sugar bowl. This yeah, is not right, the right, right. Yeah, Where's yeah. the cotton bowl, man? Get the hell out of here. It was like, yeah, yeah. it was. They were like, there were bowl games, but they weren't ones that I gave a shit about. It was, you know, yeah, they were being played in Birmingham, Alabama, and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know. This yeah. isn't quite what I wanted. But what's cool is, you know, the the NBA has kind of picked up the pace on New Year's Day. They're doing a lot more on New Year's Day, and and yeah, that's. To Nick Khan's credit, realizing, hey, we well, have an again, opportunity. Why do you think the Why do you think the NBA is doing that? Yeah. That's why Nick Khan and the NBA are trying to because the college football that would have been unheard of in 1990. Think about another sport trying to nudge into. New oh Year's God, Day. forget it! You're wasting your time. Like, but it, it, now the door is open, and Nick Khan comes from that world, and he sees that opening. He knows that nobody's at work, and that could be a day that WWE can make their own. And that's the long-term plan with day one. I don't know if a lot of people realize that. A lot of people might think that that's just another B-show on the schedule. No, they're going to attempt to oh, make that. Oh, it's not. No, 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 no. 
Yeah, that's that's a big con directive. And I'm sure he's got plans because, like you just said, these events now are entities unto themselves. They're draws unto – it doesn't matter we, what How long have we been them. saying WrestleMania is the yes. draw? We have people yeah. saying, well, Roman deserves because – no, it doesn't matter who's at WrestleMania. No. It, it, we're we're yeah. in a post – wrestler you know atmosphere here it's wrestlemania it does not matter who's on the marquee it doesn't matter who's in the card who's in the main event who's going for what title it doesn't fucking matter it's wrestlemania that's the draw we've been saying that for 10 years now and maybe people will start listening soon maybe well i mean all they have to do is look at ticket sales when tickets go on sale before anything is announced for the show you might know general directions or you might uh have a a decent idea of a horrific burp you're right there that was a horrible burp. <laughs> that was sickening. <laughs> Usually your burps don't sicken me. That one was pretty gross. So she, that was a uh, uh, something came up uh, in that one. I think no, nothing came up. But TLB made a very delicious uh, pot roast tonight. So that was a uh, a pot roast burp. Okay, I scarfed that down before the show. Normally I'll eat after the show on Thursdays, but she made it in the fucking slow cooker, and I'm like, no, I have to eat this now. So I I scarfed down a bowl of that like 30 seconds before we started. And uh, it just repeated on me, the, the pot roast. Uh, the burp actually tasted kind of good, if I'm being honest. It was, <laughs> well, hopefully there's some leftovers. So you can get some after know. the show then. So, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just check the ticket sales. When they put ticket sales for wrestling. I mean, you know, they'll sell 30,000 tickets before anything's announced. So that's what they want to kind of create again. And those are the new challenges for them. Creating new mega events. These are this is, Now they're collecting shells. Right, they're creating new mega events, and the other big idea is kind of uh, creating this uh, Marvel-like universe, which is the verbiage they used. That's not my that that's what, how they describe it with their cat with their IP and their characters. And now this new thing on today's call that Stephanie McMahon brought up that they're looking deep into the metaverse, Rich. So that's their next goal as well is to get a piece of this metaverse. So. Uh, what do you even make anything of that, or you oh, just want to no sell that? Um, no, and, I'm staying yeah. out of all that stuff right now. Yeah. I, I'm officially going to declare myself old and say I don't understand any of it, and I don't want to understand any of it. So I'm staying out of NFTs, out of the metaverse. I'm good. Yeah, I don't need any. Ah, not, I don't need any know. board apes. I don't need a metaverse. I'm good. <laughs> like, we can bring Gabe Sapolsky on to talk about uh, NFTs and and the metaverse and. We can do that. You we know? do need to, you know. Um, actually, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not glad that that man lost his job, but we can't because we we're we're approaching our 10 year anniversary, and he was going to be one of the calls I was going to say if we're going to do a, a guy like old guests that need to come onto the show. I don't think Booker yeah. T's coming, guys. So like, I'm, that's he ain't out. coming back. He I think Booker's coming. out. Uh, Christopher yeah. Daniels is a. Eh. <laughs> he ain't coming on. He's not coming. Uh, TJP, uh, maybe if I'm yeah. off and it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you tell him the right. LeBron guy is is not on the show and it's just you, maybe. Yeah. Um. Rob Conway, I don't know if we're gonna get Rob Conway on the show. I but... wouldn't know where to find him. <laughs> Bruce Tharp. We never talked to Bruce Tharp though, right? No. Um. Br- Bruce, I invited Bruce onto the show. I don't know if I ever told this story, but he's kind of out of the business, so I guess we could tell yeah. him. So I invited Bruce on, and uh, Bruce said sure i'd love to come on he goes all the boys in the new japan locker room love voices of wrestling those were his exact words and i said all right great and uh this is when he was doing you know the new japan thing managing you know big daddy yum yum and conway and all those guys and uh so i hear back from him i don't hear back from him for a while two days later i get an email 
with a list of questions. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He was he was willing to come on, but only with the pre-approved list of questions that he <laughs> sent to us. Oh man! And I'm like, Bruce, it doesn't work this way. Like, you can't tell me what to ask you. And he's like, Well, I I'm only I can only do this if you ask me these specific questions. And I'm like, Well, no thanks. You're not coming on my show, and then telling me what questions to ask so you can give your pre-prepared answers. That's not how this goes. So that was the end. I don't even know if I ever told you that to actually yeah i don't know yeah yeah that's i remember you said that uh, we were gonna have and then you said something came up yeah i don't really want to talk to bruce i think you just said it's not gonna be a good interview so i'm just not gonna do it i think uh, yeah i I thought he was like gimmicking you i thought he was just like ha 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 you want to talk to the the leader of the you know and i was just like ah yeah that i might have done yeah right i thought he was gonna be bruce starf in character and you were just like yeah i don't really know if i want to do that with the glittery jacket and everything (laughs) right 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 he uh no he 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 had he sent me like 12 questions he's like ask ask me these questions <laughs> yeah, get out of here. like no shot you know um that's like ddp when we turned him down because he said we had to talk about the yoga and i'm like i know I, you know <laughs> you, can, you can plug the yoga that's fine yeah, i'm not gonna I'm ask not... you questions about yoga hey uh dallas tell us about yeah like yeah our listeners don't tell us about the about warrior the pose dallas <laughs> like, i'm not gonna do that yes agent was like I, I think I still have the email. His agent was like, he, he, uh, Dallas will come on, but you, you have to ask yoga questions. You can slip in some wrestling questions, but he wants to be interviewed about the yoga. And I'm like, well, no, well then go, go to, to a, a yoga, yoga website. Podcast. Yeah, go to a yoga website. Uh, We're not talking about the yoga here. No chance. And the guy was stunned. He, he's like, this is Diamond Dallas. I'm like, I don't care. I, I'm not talking to you, you can tell me Ric Flair's coming on if he wants to talk about anything other than wrestling. Car I'm not shield, interested. yeah. If I have to ask Ric Flair a bunch of car shield questions, he can hit the bricks. Like Yeah, I don't you know, so yeah, but uh like that would be so disrespectful to everybody listening yeah. if we bring on like Diamond Dallas Page and we're at because our listeners know we don't give a fuck right. about yoga. It's just I like, you know, hey, it's a, that's not true. I like yoga, but I, I didn't want to talk to Diamond Dallas time. Page about yoga. So. Total waste of everyone's time, and I'm not going to ask Bruce Tharp his own. I'm not going to let Bruce Tharp conduct <laughs> his own interview. Right. So, so that Featuring wasn't going to work out either. Uh, Velvel Holler, maybe we can get Velvel Holler to show up. So, uh... oh god, she, she's got you <laughs> blocked. She's not coming on. She yeah. ended up blocking us eventually. Yeah, she did. So um, that's not going to. Yeah. <clears throat> Interview yeah. stink. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I, you know, let's just get Gabe on and talk about it. We'll NFTs bring Gabe for... and we'll bring Biss. We'll shoot the shit with Biss. Yeah, That's like the, the only two Biss, people I want to talk about. Gabe the... and uh, yeah, I'll leave for the TJP part of the interview, and then, but I'll secretly be there, and then you guys can talk about the NBA. No, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, is there anybody else we could? Um... No, yeah, the indie guys we talked about. Most of them are, are all in different paths or different careers at this point. So. ACH, he ain't coming back either. He, yeah, I don't think he's. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, we kind of did. That's that's when we ditched the interviews. So that's, if you can tell, oh, uh, Victoria, we'll get uh, Tara TNA's Tara on there. She'll. Uh, I mean, not she impossible. Blamed the she blamed the publicist the first no, time. She, I don't know no, she. No, yeah, she was very. I told you that story when I went to her restaurant, and I mentioned I was rich from, and she remember. I don't know how she remembered. She's probably done thousands of interviews or whatever. Uh, but she was like, wait, Voices of Wrestling, did I do an interview with you guys? And I said, yeah. She goes, I am so sorry. <laughs> and yeah, she yeah. went to a long rant about TNA. And I'm just like, all right, look, <laughs> I don't care yeah. that much. I was fine. Like, I was like, I was like, I forgot about it. It's not that big of a deal. We deal with this all the time. She's like, no, I am very sorry. That is not me. That girl didn't know what the hell she was doing. <laughs> I was like, hey, look, all right, if we're, if we're shooting on 
whatever. What was her name? We remembered her name for a while. Jennifer, the PR, the, the I don't PR remember person, her name, but she TNA. stunk. She was the worst. She I think was, her name was so bad. <laughs> Jennifer or something. I think it was Jennifer. Well, hopefully, she found a new line of work because that was not good. No, she's then, gone. She's gone for years. She's yeah. been long gone. But uh, yeah, uh, it did not go well, and 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 several members of the uh, total nonstop action roster uh, were not big fans of her either. No, she would cut into the interviews and say, "Last question," and then. <laughs> The wrestlers half the time would be like, "No, it's cool, you know. Just I got, I got more time, you know." They they would like be embarrassed when she, you know what I mean. And uh, but she would cut in and, and last question. We got we're down to five minutes like that, and then <laughs> and then like whoever the fuck like Christopher Daniels would be like, "No, Curry man, it's cool. like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, it's cool. I got you know. You can ask whatever you got left, you know." And she just you know she was the worst. Yeah, yeah and. Yeah, um, like midway through a question too, which was the word. It made it tough to edit. No, didn't give a fuck. Like just Christopher Daniels would be like, "Yeah, so that like you know, you know I've, I've wrestled all over." The- all right, one more question, guys. Then we got it. I was like, "All right, well, he didn't even finish his answer." So like, like now a I gotta- dump truck in a fucking <laughs> right. China shot, just bu- bulldozing it. <laughs> like let him finish his. It, like it wasn't like waiting for a gap in time. It was just like at this no. at ten minutes flat. I'm gonna butt in and say that we have five minutes left to go. Okay. We know we have clocks. We're good. Like we got this. We're professionals. Tiffany. Not to mention, anyone from TNA sounded like they were on two cans and a string. I don't know what that was about either. Oh, like it was always like, I don't know if they were using like a fucking uh, a fucking payphone outside the fucking impact zone, but <laughs> it was not the best fucking quality connections either. It was pretty brutal. Um, so we'll yeah. just talk to Bix and uh, and and. Uh... Fixing Gabe for three hours. Then we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We're, I got some did ideas. You say, did you say Bix? Oh, Bix. Bix. No, I meant Bix. Bix. We'll talk to Bix too if he wants to talk. We'll probably get Bix. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to get we'll Bix, so we can get Bix. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to interview anyone though. To be honest, I mean, I Mysterioso Junior, Mysterioso Junior. You struggled with that one, didn't you? Because well, I don't think I was on that one. Yeah, that no, was... you were not. Yeah, last minute you said I can't do it, and I went, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do I got on Mysterio? <laughs> so it's, it's me yeah. interviewing a uh, not exactly a star luchador. Uh, yeah. Did you try to get Cubs fan last minute to save you? Like, uh, I on. didn't. I just went to his cage match and I was like, Arena Mexico. Let's talk about Arena Mexico. You wrestled there once. So, yeah. Um, was he, did he try to stay in character? Or, or did no, he, he was good. He was good. He was, oh, fine. He was good. Yeah, okay. he was fine. Yeah. The problem though is like two questions in, I was already asking about uh, Alberto Del Rio. Because I think uh, it's his cousin. What's his? I think there's some relation. There, yeah, there's right? some relation. And I'm sure he was just like. He's like, can you just interview me and not talk about Del Rio or whatever? And I was like, no, I, I can't. So, um, mm. it, it wasn't Mysterioso Jr. I forget who it was now, actually. Wasn't it Psychedelico? Psychedelico. Psychedelico Jr. Psychedelico Jr. Which is not a great get, so. You just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you ask? What do you ask, Cicadelico Jr.? I mean, in 2013, I'd have to. This is going way back now. I mean, I would, like very quickly I, into the interview, I'm, I'm talking Bill Mascaris, Dos Caras, Alberto Del Rio, Arena Mexico. Yeah. It's like it did not take long for me to say, yeah, 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 I don't know anything about you. So let's talk about your famous family members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was probably very insulted by that. What's up about your uncle, Mil Mascaris? He's like, oh, all right. Who does this guy wrestle as now? Is he still working the same I have no idea who Cicadelico Jr. uh, wrestles as, but that one one was rough. Well, I spelled it right. That was a shot in the dark. 
Um, let's see. Is he still working? No, he hasn't wrestled a match since 2015. Ugh, well, um, I didn't help. <laughs> I'll tell you that. He's worked as El Cicadelico Jr., uh, Dos Caras. Didn't he He signed with WWE, didn't he, like after we interviewed him? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I think he was with them a little before. bit before. Yeah, he was with them before. Yeah. He was there with uh, – he was S-Spiral, remember? Because he had the spiral yeah, yeah, design yeah, yeah. on his cool mask. Cool mask. Very cool mask. I got, so like, he was I got in... like 10 minutes out of his mask, so that was kind of cool. So he was in FCW with Vance Archer. Uh, Mr. Tarver, so uh, an incarnation of uh, uh, Michael Tarver. Let's see who else. Oh, Lennox McEnroe. Do you know who uh, oh, Lennox McEnroe was without I, looking it up? Man, I remember it's off the top of my head, and I don't remember who Lennox McEnroe was. He was brought up on this show already. Oh, he's yeah, yum yum, right? Byron, Byron, yum Byron yum. Wilcott, right? Yeah, Byron Wilcott, Byron Wilcott, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ezekiel Jackson, Yoshitatsu. So that was his That's era. That's a hell of a crew, yeah. Good crew. Of FCW. Um, he didn't last very long. It looks like he was there for like three months. And then we got him in like 2013 when, what was he doing then? Just some Texas Indies, it looks like. <laughs> yes. And then he wrapped it up. That's it. 2015, yep. that's the end of that. So. Yep, yep, yep. Well. I'm sure you yeah, listen. I'm sure you did a great job as hard hitting questions, and really got to the heart of all the Texas Indiana Junior <laughs> right. matters that you needed to get to. So, you think he was insulted? You kept asking about his family. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, he, I, I think he was pretty cool. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Um, He's never going to hear this, Rich. You don't have to be. Yeah, it's true. You know, weird <laughs> about it. You well, I I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember how it went. I remember it going poorly, but I think everything that I do goes poorly. So. Actually, you know, he, he, you know, wouldn't it be funny if he remained a listener and he is listening? To yeah, this? right. He's like, oh, man. I thought it was it. a great interview. <laughs> like, yeah. I love talking about my Uncle Mill Mascaris. Like, why is he so <laughs> <Yeah>. good? <laughs> yeah, he fires it up twice, once or twice a year to yeah. relive the, 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 the one time he got interviewed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that was right about the end of the interviews. That was right. Uh, yeah, it's end. time to tap out. No more interviews. <laughs> this is brutal. What do we ask? Yeah. Oh, uh, God. All right. So, yeah. Probably nobody listens either. Yeah, they it was just a wreck. Listening. Yeah, yeah, it was an absolute wreck. That's why we do the show we do now. Um, and that's why on the 10th anniversary, we'll probably just do a fuck around show like this. So sometimes I every now and then I'll watch like another podcast interview somebody and it's like, oh, they're all bad. They're all terrible. Like Jay White, like Jay White does the whole thing. Like he doesn't answer any questions. He's like partially in character. It'd be so frustrating. I would just, I'd end up getting in arguments with these people. You come on my show and you're going to be in character. So hit the bricks. Yeah, yeah. Cut cut, cut the stick, switchblade. All right. (laughs) Like, let's let's, let's talk. Like, let's get the brass tacks. You know, (laughs) I would not do that to my listeners. You know, it's, it's a waste of my time, the listener's time. You know, he doesn't answer anything. Anyway. Garbage. All right. That's why we didn't do it anymore. All right. Uh, we've stalled long enough. Let's talk about this Royal Rumble show. Um, last Saturday, Royal Rumble. Do we have to? That's Dewey Foley's at Twitter handle. Do we have to? <laughs> do we have to? Yeah. I don't know if you had any part in this, but uh, 
Yeah, if he yes. did, he should be ashamed of himself. But apparently the only person that made any wrong decisions that night was Shane McMahon. <laughs> Luckily, that got his ass out of there. So now WWE's good again because <laughs> they got Shane McMahon out of there. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. So the, the Royal Rumble, currently a 2.69 on cage match. I know a lot of people are expecting you and I to get upset about this show and get angry. But, like, why? how could you get angry about WWE anymore? You know, it's just absurd. The company's absurd. Well, I'll tell you this. I was angry watching this because I, I watched this uh, late. I was out on Saturday and I came home because we were thinking about doing instant reaction. We and were. I told you, I was like, look, uh, you know, um, you know, Britt wanted to take the kids out. And I was like, look, I'm not going to be home. And you were like, oh, good, because I don't want to talk about this anyway. You were very short. You were like, you were like, <laughs> you were like good. Well, I, I, didn't had, do it I had a house full of people just sitting there <laughs> staring at the screen. And then the wives of the friends would occasionally look up and be like, this sucks, yeah. right? You guys think this sucks, right? We're like, oh, yeah, no, we do. We do. We do. Like, Because they had to do a check-in. You know what I mean? Like the check-in of like, they're watching and they know it sucks. You know what I mean? They they Because they're normal human beings and they know wrestling at a baseline usually sucks, but this wrestling really sucks, you know? And they had to check yeah. in every so often to make sure that they're like, did I marry somebody that likes this? And we're like, no, 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 no. I assure you. I promise you this is bad. Like, we, we, it was like halfway through Becky Lynch and Dewdrop that one of the women just said, like, I'm not coming next year. She just said, yeah. and said like, <laughs> how could you want She's to like, I, remind me not to come it. next year. Like, I'm good. Like, the food's great. Thank you for having me. I'm not coming next year. I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, I'm not coming again. And I was like, you know what? That's I fine. I can't blame you. Totally understand. It's brutal. Let your uh, husband come, but you stay home because and we've we've lost. We used to have like five or six different well, we're, we're down to two, and one of them lives here. So Yeah. Who went to bed, by the way, halfway through the men's Royal Rumble. So well, uh, again. Thrilled by what was going on and could not blame her. So um okay, so you were a little bit angry while you're watching this. You were a little angry watching the show. Yeah, because what, what I came made you angry? home and why because it first of all, it's four fucking hours long. That's that's number one, and it's bad. So you're watching a bad show. That's four hours long, and I I wanted nothing more than for this show to just end. When when Bobby when the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match was over, I'm like, all right, we're gonna get through this men's rumble, and I can finally move on with my night, get ready for the NFC Championship game tomorrow, you know, whatever. And I forgot that the Edge Beth Phoenix Mer- Ms. Maurice match existed, and I'm like, oh Christ, there's another fucking match before this Royal Rumble now. And this show's going to be another fucking hour and 45 minutes at this point. And no one on earth needed that mixed tag match. That was the shits. On a show with a bunch of terrible matches, that may have been the least inspired and the worst match of them all. And then you have to sit through another entire Royal Rumble after that. So, yeah, this show annoyed me because it was it, it felt never-ending. It was bad. Uh, nothing about, Nothing on the show was good. Not a single thing on this show was – well, I don't want to say that. There were parts of certain matches that were okay. And, and yeah, I was frustrated and I hated it and I was hot about it because I just wanted it to end. It was one of those shows that I just didn't want to watch anymore. And I would have turned it off if we didn't do this podcast. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, this is just an absolutely embarrassing show to have watched with humans and, and – I don't know if I'm mad about it, especially not anymore. I think I was mad in the moment just because I had people over and I thought it was just like, what, what, what angered me is that the Royal Rumble was Teflon. I've always said, and I've said on this podcast, the Royal Rumble is, it's like pizza. Even a bad Royal Rumble is decent enough. They proved me wrong on this night. Twice they yeah. proved to me, no, 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 no. Yeah. 
there is a, a, a such a thing as a horrendous Royal Rumble. The men's Royal Rumble right now on Cage Match is a 1.9 rating. And some of that's performative, obviously, but like, yeah. it was that bad. It was a horrific Royal Rumble match, and the women's was no better. <laughs> I thought the I thought the women's was worse. The women's was embarrassingly like, what is going on in this match? I mean, you you, these are professionals, quote unquote, right? These are supposed to be trained, and they were awful. There was more horrific wrestlers in that women's Rumble match. Than than you can even name. I mean, nothing looked oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Everything was fucked up. Everybody was slow. Everybody was weird. I'm not. I'm trying to honestly remember what any decent okay. spots were in that entire match. There were, listen, listen. Especially the getting Sasha out of there, like five people in. So the men's rumble was boring, but the women's rumble was bad. Correct. It was. It was just a really, really bad match with a lot of bad wrestlers. Um, the men's rumble was boring, but honestly, I thought once Brock got in. I th- I enjoyed the last five. It minutes. became absurd, yeah, and that's yeah. that's a lot of a lot of what's great about recent Royal Rumbles, where they absolutely have no clue what they're doing. Like you always love the 2015 Royal Rumble. To you, that's the I most absurd that Royal Rumble yeah. because people are just pissed off, they're annoyed, they're angry, and then number thirty hits and it's Rey Mysterio, and they're just like fuck this shit, and then they just they essentially riot for the rest of the, yeah. the show they fucking riot the rest of the and it's great because it's absurd and that that was exactly what it was for me when when i think what in the men's rumble what reached the absurdity for me is when they just tossed out biggie like a sack of potatoes yeah because i had people in the room be like all right well you know people that were with me were like yeah well biggie's probably winning this thing right and they just like one guy gra- i don't even remember who eliminated him but somebody just grabbed him and went yep <laughs> he's out of the ring and done and it was just like all right well there's that <laughs> It was just, he got you know, tossed by Riddle and Orton, I think. Yeah, and just like, he's just gone. You know, actually, you know, the, taking it back a little bit, Kofi fucking up. Oh, God. I think that's, I think that's when it turned absurd. I. Because <laughs> it was, was already boring and bad, and then he does his dumb thing. Yeah. And falls. And it's just like. <laughs> Can I tell you? And then nobody I've knew what to been... do. Nobody knew what to do in the ring. They died. I have never been more giddy over a spot. I was so happy he <laughs> fell because I hate that fucking spot. It's overdone. It sucks. I was so pleased that he fell and fucked that spot up and eliminated himself. Now maybe they'll stop trying that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like that they sh- they did it shoot style too. Where like. Because yeah. he got his well, feet up real to. quick, and the referee was just like, nah. <laughs> like, you could see Kofi be like, my feet. And the referee was like, nah. He, like, no. checked his earpiece and then looked at Kofi and just went, nah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you got to go. You got to go. Like, it's over. That was uh, hilarious. <laughs> it was great. And then the follow-up being nobody in the ring knowing what to do. These... All thinking, uh-oh, yep. I was supposed to do this with Kofi. Kofi was going to do this. This Everybody froze and went, uh-oh, what do we do now? It is embarrassing how how much everybody froze in that match at that moment yeah it these fucking robots had no clue what to do just clueless time froze for everybody in that ring they all paired off with someone and went in the corner to do the little noogie fucking punches (laughs) to the top of the head and the, the match completely fell apart for like the next six minutes the next three entrants because Kofi fucked up his spot. And at that point, the match went from boring and bad to absurd and fun. Because not long after that, then Brock came in. Big E gets tossed like a sack of shit. 
Brock comes in and just destroys everybody, which I love because I love Brock destroying everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still, yeah, there's people that get upset about Brock. I love it because it just proves how absurd and stupid this company is. Yes, I like it for two reasons. One reason, I love watching Brock destroy everyone. And number two, I love the Schadenfreude aspect of it. People get so upset about it. Then you go on Twitter and they're, make it make sense. Why Brock again? It's like, what are you idiots doing? What do you think's going to happen? Like, what do you think? That's the other aspect of it. The the fact that the people who still cling to hope that this company is good hate Brock so much that I love when they overpush Brock. I love it. I get off on it. I'm like a child. Yeah, you hear that, and you do you do the Brock pose. You rip your, you, yes. know, you, you put your arms up in the air and go, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. and you just know absurdity is going to happen. It's going to be great. If, if if you go back in our Discord, I was I was uh, live giving my live thoughts on the show as I was watching it at three in the morning, and the two times I popped like a fucking maniac were when Kofi fucked up the spot. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. And when Brock came in and just fucking destroyed everybody and won, I'm, I'm like, this is this is good now. <laughs> this match is good now. Like, because I love Brock, and I love that all the WWE fans hate Brock. So I love that they hated their night now. I love that he ruined everybody's night. Again, for and, like the eighth, the eighth straight year, Brock has yeah. ruined everyone's night again. And, and they'll be back. They'll be everybody. back in April. They'll go watch oh, it all yeah. over again. <laughs> yes. And and I love that that was the follow-up to Ronda Rousey ruining all their nights. Yes. Like, oh, Ronda yes, Rousey right. Yeah, double night. a double whammy of just... <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the best. I love it. And and then, so he... he so they so Ronda Rousey ruins the fir- their first Rumble, and then Brock ruins their second Rumble, and it's just... It's, it's shading for it. I fucking love that shit. I'm using the right word, right? Like taking pleasure in someone else's pain. Uh, I believe like so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, not the shitty like Chris Brooks fucking faction <laughs> or whatever. Um, so th- that's like I love that. Like that that made the match for me. So that's why I say all the matches weren't terrible because I really loved like the last third of the Men's Royal Rumble. Like some of it in an ironic way, some of it in a legitimate way, some of it in a. I know that the WWE fans hate this, so that means I like it way. Like, there's three aspects to it. For sure. But very boring match. Um, I guess we're starting there, and we'll work back. Yeah, let's start with the men. Since we already talked a lot about it. Bad Bunny, I mean. He was, like, legitimately the top 10% of wrestlers in the ring. Uh, Because they treat him like a star. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. He comes in there. He does moves. He gets shine. People cheer. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, they know how to make stars. They know what stars are. They just – the rest of this roster is not stars. I mean, Bad Bunny legitimately was – if you I, – I will I can read the names of the other people on this list, and you can honestly on one hand count the people that were bigger, quote-unquote, stars than Bad Bunny in this match. I mean, they treat him like a star. So he was, like you're saying, one of the better people better, – better performers in the match because he did all his shit. I mean – like he's not bad. We saw at WrestleMania that he's not bad. Like he's 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 definitely passable. And if everyone's working hard to make him look good, it works. Yeah. Right. He's a fan. He tries hard. He takes pride in it. And everyone's like trying to make him look good. So it, it all adds up to every time he wrestles, it's pretty good. Right. And they treat him like a star, which is the big thing. And you know, um, and they treat Brock like a star, so he always looks good and his shit is fun. And Biggie, like supposedly he was supposed to do a lot of spots with Kofi and that got fucked up. But I thought it was embarrassing. We didn't talk enough about that. Like Biggie uh Kofi eliminates himself like a total goof, and hopefully that's the end of those spots. 
And then time, no one knows what to do. Time stands still. It's not an indictment on these wrestlers. Oh, They're it's, all, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's and especially it's a Royal Rumble. Just go to a corner and punch somebody and then eventually just figure it out. It's, it's, hey, it's, fucking think, go, how about just wrestle? Figure <laughs> right. it out. Like, what? these are professional wrestlers and a lot of them in the ring at that time were like guys that you wouldn't think would freeze in the moment. Like veterans that should know better. This wasn't like boogs. And fucking yeah, if it's Madcap Moss and Boogs in the ring, and they might not yeah. know anything other than like a very structured WWE style, but yeah, there's right. a few guys in the ring that should have known what the hell to do. Yeah, there's people in there that you would that you think more of, and they had they were fucking spellbound. None of them had a clue what to do. It was embarrassing. It was really embarrassing to watch these guys just completely fall apart because someone got eliminated before they were supposed to, and all of their plea plan shit went out the window, and they had no clue what to do. You would think that they would just wrestle and improvise and 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 just and just do it, but nope. And they were probably awaiting instruction because who knows who Kofi was supposed to eliminate or who knows who was supposed to eliminate Kofi. And 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 it completely fell apart for a good four or five minutes. No exaggeration. That's how long it took for the match to get back on track. And then Big E just gets. Cost like a total non-entity, and maybe he would have had more shine if Kofi, you know, if the Kofi spot didn't go awry. Yeah, maybe totally possible, but I'm not counting on that. Because no, because he, he was just tossed out. Alone. Yeah, he wasn't a yeah. Final Four guy. He wasn't even in contention at any point for this match. He was just gone, like midway through the match. But you're done. All right, see you, pal. Ah, we're gonna wait and see though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let, let it play out. Play let out. it play out. Let yeah. it let that play out. And they've moved him to SmackDown now. Oh. Back with his. Back with his geek tag team partners, so he's back to being a mid carder. Didn't we Joe, tell everyone? Yeah, Joe, what this happened? is so unbelievable. I wish anybody could have predicted this, and I did. There was a bunch of tweets out there saying, like, "Yeah, you know, they said let it play out, but you know, most people gave it time and let it play it out, or you know, they said it would work, or they said no, we didn't. We told you, <laughs> we told you six months ago this is what was going to happen. You idiot! People I told I." I told you the week he won the title. <laughs> right, I told listens. you the week he won yeah. the title. This is what would happen. Oh, God. We've watched this dumb company enough times. Just listen to us. We promise. We're not wrong. God. The difference is, unlike a lot of these sites, we don't have to pretend it's going yeah. well. Oh, make it make sense, Joe. Make it make sense. No, they don't make sense. Stop trying to make it make sense. Oh, John Alba? That just everybody. And I've seen that from a bunch of people. Yeah, he had another one, too, of just like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Of course it doesn't fucking make sense. It's WWE, to me, man. Like, well, he's a complete moron. Yeah. John Alba is just a complete Go do your little podcast with Matt Hardy, your little fluffy pot. No one needs to hear from you, John Alba. Nobody cares. Okay? You provide nothing to the community. Just go do your dopey little Matt Hardy podcast that nobody cares about and, and just stay in your corner. We've had enough of Alba, but, uh, but yeah, Big E. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, this is to be expected. You yeah. Know, it, sucks. Exactly- it, it, it absolutely sucks. Cause yeah, like you said, he's back on SmackDown and we predicted he'll be throwing pancakes by WrestleMania season. It might even be before that. It might be, might be throwing pancakes by elimination chamber. You, you know what I mean? Like he might be throwing pancakes tomorrow at, at this point. Yeah, so, SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we, we all saw that coming. They blew that. Uh, you, you can't recapture that. So uh, now people see them as, you know, for, for how they present them. And, you know, the rest of this was a series of people like Boogs and Otis. I never had to, I never had to answer who's that more than I've ever had to on this night. Cause like some generic rock riff would start. They'd be like, who's that? I'm like, I don't know. I was like, (laughs) 
it's Mad Cat Moss. And I'm like, it's Mad Cat Moss. And they're like, who is Mad yeah. Cat Moss? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know. You're like, I don't know. I, you're like, I don't watch this. Right. Uh, like, Ridge Holland. I'm like, I, yeah, it's Ridge Holland. Who's Ridge Holland? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's essentially <laughs> all night. That's what my entire night was, you know? I don't know. He's a guy. How do you know. describe Ridge Holland? When, when somebody, at, Joe, you were sitting there watching wrestling with somebody. Yeah. And Ridge Holland comes out. How do you describe yeah. Ridge Holland to someone? Oh well, I mean, you know, that's uh he's got a great tag team with Sheamus and they're they're European and they uh they're tough. <laughs> and, they like to uh, fight, I think. Yeah, so. I think he used to play soccer, Rich yeah. Holland. I uh, think footy. he's a, he's a footy player, but yeah, he, he was got a that. goalie, I think. I think he was a goalie. Okay. Um, unless I'm confusing him with some other <laughs> European guy right. that, they, that they cut three years ago. Um Hey Bob Rude. Bob Rude was in the Bob Rude was in there, yeah. yeah. Um you know, so just all the stars come out. <laughs> they were all out there, yes. just, insert, just, yeah, insert the uh, Norm Macdonald. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, all yeah. The stars. Mad Cat Moss, yes. Riddick, <laughs> Ridge, Holland. Except all the stars are, out. are Except these names are real somehow. Right. Like these, like these names Damian are. Damian Priest. So. <laughs> no, like. Yes, U.S. champion who abruptly got tossed out by almost. <laughs> So, you know, I did like the weeks of Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio stories of like father, son, who will throw each other. Dominic's just out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> didn't even yeah. wait. There was no interaction between the two. What Dominic. a horrible match. Jesus. We needed. Oh, man. Before Pat Patterson died, they should have had him write down like 20 different Royal Rumble structures. You know what I, I mean? I am glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring this up to you. We have seen these are hardly the 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 only two bad Rumbles. There have been. Many bad rumbles lately. How do you see a pattern here? I do. The, the I do. rumbles have gotten progressively worse the further we move removed we get from Pat Patterson being involved in these, and now he's dead. And now we're told that Shane McMahon, the last few years, has had a major hand in these rumbles. And Shane McMahon has always had a reputation for being one of the worst wrestling minds, like in that company. Like he just doesn't get it. His ideas are terrible. So it's like. Pat Patterson, you know, he hung around even after he retired as like an advisor. I'm sure he was given input. Then he got old and probably stopped doing that. Then he passes away. The further we get we, we get removed from Pat Patterson, the worse these Royal Rumbles get. That's not a coincidence, right? Oh, no, no. I don't think so. I mean, he put together no, he was a the best Royal know. Rumbles of all time. The ones that everybody remembers as the great Rumbles. And... You know, Shane McMahon certainly doesn't have a reputation like Pat Patterson for being a great wrestling mind and all the drama surrounding this that's still coming out as we do this show live on Thursday night, where a lot of Shane's ideas were rejected, not just by Vince, but by a lot of the talent didn't like his ideas for this match and um, and and a lot of his poor ideas and planning for this match and, and how poorly it went uh, are part of the reason that he's allegedly gone from the company. So... Um, what a weird, bizarre, crazy story that he gets booted out of, you know, his father's company, um, was supposed to be now, look, I think it's an indictment that this guy was supposed to be in elimination chamber and in a WrestleMania match against Seth Rollins. Like this is Shane just coming in, getting the big checks and then disappearing for another year. Um, that's a major problem in and itself. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Goldberg's coming back too. That uh, as a, as as of this recording, there's a a fightful report out that Goldberg is. Back, so. Well, you see, Rich. That Saudi check's is- coming. He went. Whoa! Hold on a minute. You guys are going to Saudi Arabia. Hey, how's it the going? Saudi like- check. <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania. 
So, like, whoa, you know, what you guys doing? Hey, Goldberg here. How's it going? Yeah, how you guys all doing? of a sudden, yeah. Ronda Rousey and Goldberg and Brock Lesnar are available. <laughs> like, Ronda couldn't have had that baby fast enough. You know, she's like, it's WrestleMania season. I got to have this baby and I got to get in there. And, uh, you know, and I guess we'll talk about that when we get to that match. But, uh, yeah, so this Shane thing is bizarre. I mean, but did we really need this guy at Elimination Chamber no, or WrestleMania God, anyway? No. I mean, I've never understood the Shane thing, but every time he gets a massive pop, every fucking time. So I'm the one out to lunch, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who these idiots are that cheer for Shane McMahon to come do his bad punches and turn purple and then, you know, fall through a table so his dad gives him a hug and he never gets a hug. Money, money, money. Yeah, I mean, I I never popped for that ever. Yeah, I I liked Shane McMahon when I was like 12 because I was like, whoa, he goes high up things and then he falls through things. Well, Rich, that awesome. was also 25 years ago. <laughs> right, right. I'm allowed to think he was cool in 2001, but... And he probably was in 2001, but, you That's, know... That now... was during the days... You mentioned that his all of his ideas were terrible, but at that time, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure Shane was, like, probably part of this spreading. Like, among internet circles, like, Shane was, like, the smart one, remember? Yes. They're like, oh, he wants to do this, and he wants to do that, and, you know, he's... Yeah. He... His idea is to do this, and, like... He, Everything that was good, like, you know, that was all credited to Shane McMahon. There was a couple-year period on message boards where it was just like, ah, once Shane takes this company over, like, things are going to go. But then, like, after he, like, sold his stock to go do Chinese pay-per-view or whatever the hell the thing was, then the yeah. stories came out that this guy was like a complete fucking clown, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that yeah. most people are just like, all right, Shane, yeah, cool, 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 all right. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. You know, he... he... He he did. He was forward thinking in a couple ways. He was the first one to pitch internet shows, like wrestling shows on the internet as opposed to on TV. Um, and wasn't he the one who originally pitched the idea of having satellite developmental promotions all over the globe? I think so too. Yeah, he also tried and to then, he also tried to buy UFC, which would have been a very good investment. But yes, uh, so he he had some forward thinking ideas years before anybody else had them. Then Triple H stole his idea for the <laughs> for the satellite developmental promotions all over the world. Because um, the e, the ECW reboot was originally supposed to be on WWE.com. And that was a Shane McMahon pitched idea, if I'm remembering this right. Um, but, you know, people were still on dial-up a lot of people back. This is 2005, 2006, I guess. And not everybody had, you know, high nah, streaming. Nah, streaming was horrific at that time. It was really Streaming bad. is still horrific. I mean, we're, we're in 2022, and, you, and and there's still times where you have, like, streaming issues and things like that. But, yes, then forget it. It was, you know, it was, you know. But you could see how far he was thinking ahead, though, at least. But it, it's where Shane gets into trouble is people say his wrestling ideas, like laying out a match or booking ideas, are allegedly the worst shit you've ever heard like tommy dreamer level bad so you know and so this is still weird though that you would that this had to be such a shit show on saturday night with everybody turning against him for his father to throw him out of the company right 
I mean, this is just such a weird yeah, story. Yeah, it's so strange. I, I I haven't yet made sense of the story. Like, every time, like, a new story would come up, I felt like I was in a bizarro world. I'm just like, what what is going on in yeah. this story? Like, it's we're now four or five days removed from the story, and I still don't really understand what's going on or what happened. Yeah. It's like, every day, they're like, well, Shane did this. It, it feels like we're just adding stuff that Shane did. You know what I mean? They're like, well, it started yeah. with, like, yeah, Shane's just gone. And then, oh, Shane booked the Royal Rumble. Oh, Shane's been booking a lot of things. Or, oh, Shane did this. Or, Shane ran over a baby with his car. And it's like, what are we like yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what's real anymore about this Shane McMahon story. All I know is that Vince said, "Get the fuck out of here. You, you got to go, pal." And that's it. So I don't know. But like you said, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing that he was going to be a, like people are like, "Oh man, he was going to be such a big part of Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania." Why? What? Yeah. <laughs> that's the blessing yeah. in disguise. What are you doing? Yeah, it's a problem. <sighs> yeah, I mean, remember when he tossed out he Kevin Owens? To... Like he just punt. He did his horrific punches and then just threw Kevin Owens over. The top. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing. It's just good for them. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, look, get that bag, I, man. I will, get that bag. I'm never going to bury anyone for that kind of decision at that point in their career. I mean, I thought that Jake Atlas made a really bad decision when he chose to sign there just because it would have been. He could have got in on the ground floor of AEW and been three years into a push instead of, you know, three months into a push. And then he got injured, but you can't really help that. But for guys like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that are 40 years old and they've got one more chance probably at a mega contract like this. And here's the other thing about that, too. We don't know that Tony Khan made a comparable offer to right. either of them. I know. Yeah, people always kind of assume that that. And I, I had that same question when he made that deal. I was like, we don't know that. We're just assuming. And he's like, there, it's very possible that Tony said, hey, look, like you got a lot of miles on you and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I signed a bunch of dudes like, now, nah, you know, it, it, we don't know that. I think Owen's more likely than Zane because there's a lot you can do with him. And he still has, he seems to have more left physically. And he'd be an instant main eventer, I think. I think, but with Zane, he is shot physically. Oh yeah, I mean, he's done. And he's been shot physically for a while, and it's like I don't know that Khan made. We don't know, and even if they did, I don't begrudge either of these guys for saying we got a good gig here. It's easy. Um, look at Sami Zayn. I mean, he never has to go out there and have a four star match again. He is getting over with his personality now, and. He's doing angles with Johnny Knoxville and probably having the time of his life. And he's probably making seven figures doing it. Whereas, okay, AEW, maybe you get a slightly easier easier schedule because they don't work as many dates and they don't have house shows. But when you do work, there's a working standard. And you have to work hard and you're expected to have good matches and, and all those things. And maybe, you know... He feels like he doesn't want to do that at this point. Both of his shoulders have been fucked up. He's had all kinds of other injuries as well. And like we said, we don't know that that there was even interest from their side in him. So I think people are being a little too hard in some cases on those two guys. Um, it felt like Owens. I thought Owens was going to go to AEW, especially with all the hints he was putting out there. But hey, these are workers. And maybe that was all leverage. Of course, too. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it and, was. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like we've always, said, I think we're pretty consistent in our stance of if you're gonna go there and you're gonna take that bag, as long as you're not on Twitter or, or you're Sasha doing pouty faces when you come out or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. 
I don't care. If you want to go there and say, look, I don't really give a shit because they're paying me a lot of money and I don't have to work my ass off. More power to you, man. That's the way to go. That's the Randy Orton style. And I, I always say that I respect the hell out of Randy Orton. That dude maximizes the amount of money he makes and minimizes the amount of work he does. That dude is doing it right. That is the way to go because he's not making pouty faces and complaining about his booking or any of that shit. He shows up, smokes his vape, goes out there, does his shit, smokes his vape, goes home, and bangs his hot wife. Like, he's good. You know what I mean? Like, that is how you do it. That's the way you do it. And, like, yeah, so I don't care. Like, and that's a lot of people are upset about those guys resigning and upset about their booking and all that sort of stuff. They know. I mean, they're not dumb. They know what's going on there. They might just, at this point in their career, think, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. That's fine. You know, I'm going to be set financially for, for, for the rest of my life. I don't have to work my ass off. There's no expectations. I don't have to go out there with it. Because if El Generico shows up in AEW, there's expectations that you're going to get El Generico. Yeah. You know, you can't be whatever the hell this Sammy, South African militant Sammy, whatever the fuck this Sammy's in here. Like, they don't want that. They want El Generico going out there and working his ass off. They want, like, what we got with Brian Danielson. If yeah, Dan and Brian went out there and worked quarter effort as the flying goat, a lot of people would be upset. But he didn't. He went out there and he busts his ass and he's right back to being ROH Brian Danielson. And the same thing would have with Kevin Owens. Like, he can't go out there and be, you know, have comedy matches and stuff. People want him to be Kevin Steen. So, yeah, there, there's a, a higher expectation there. If you don't think your body can live up to that, if you and or, or you don't want to do that, which is right all in your rights, then that's fine. But, yeah, you can miss me. If if these guys start bitching and moaning on Twitter and stuff and make boo-boo faces, then, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll say, well, what the hell did you and, think was going to happen, guys? And those two guys never do that. Right, right. So I'm not, I'm not expecting them to do that. Now... Do I give a shit about anything they do moving forward? Oh, God, no, no. No, how no, can I'll never you? give him another thought in my life. No, I mean, Kevin Owens is, you know, he's a hamster on the wheel. He's retired to me. I don't care about anything he does in this company. You know, it, it, you can't take anything that happens in this company seriously. I mean, I can't. How can I invest in Kevin Owens, the wrestler? But he doesn't, you think he's thinking, he doesn't give a shit. No. About, you know, about that at this point in his career. And does he care that you, a, a wrestling critic, is not going to care about his matches? No, no he, he doesn't give two he's shit. gotten his flowers. He's gotten his flowers. Both of them have. So, um, you know, but but from my standpoint, I mean, you know, I, Kevin Owens, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not turning on wrestling shows to see what Kevin Owens is up to. What's the? It's WWE. What's the point? It's all garbage. So, um, and he was just a guy in this match. As expected. And I don't know. So that was the men's rumble. I really liked the last third for the reasons I laid out already. Yeah, just the absurdity was yeah. pretty great about it. Um, all right, let's get to... Uh, we'll, we'll, let's talk about the women's Royal Rumble now, too. Let's just get all the rumble all right. matches out of the way. Uh, just awful. <laughs> just the worst shit ever. Yeah, irredeemably I bad. cannot believe. And then there, there was, like, people come out with these names of, like, oh, Io Shirai is there. Dakota Kai is there. And they, like, imagine those women sitting there. Imagine you're Dakota Kai, and you're backstage. You probably have your gear on, or at least close to your gear. You're kind of ready. And then, like, Ellie Kelly walks by. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're just like, huh. Yeah. Sarah Logan, who they just fired six months ago, walks by. Yeah. Who needed that? And I mean, you're like, okay. I mean, I'm, you can have me wrestle if you who, want. <laughs> who, who was that for? I mean, I honestly. No, I, I don't know who any of this was for. This is and, and we've reached, again, this period that I talked about with Edge. Edge is probably... The most, probably the biggest example of this, yeah. but these women were more of this example where we have now entered a period in WWE where the nostalgia acts were never ever stars on any level whatsoever, but yeah. they just pretend that they are now. Yeah, Kelly M Kelly, huge star. Yeah, Melina comes out and they're like, "Oh my god, it's nobody cared about Melina." Oh god, how heavy handed was that? And then 
Then she's in the ring and she's crying. Can we stop with the crying? <laughs> Is it really that big a deal? I mean, I don't look if it's if she thinks it was some huge moment. Good for her, I guess. But I mean, geez, I thought it was pretty crazy. And then Sasha just kicks her out and then does her splits. Like, get the fuck out of my ring, you dork! You know, I mean, that was pretty awesome. So I mean, you know, and can we calm down? Oh my god, it's so great to see Kelly Kelly and Melina and, and uh, Michelle McCool and and Molly. Hot. Was it? This is was what I'm it great? These people like, are not ever. They were never, and like they're pretending that Melina was a big deal. They're pretending yeah. that Michelle McCool, and people are buying this. People, oh my God, Kelly Kelly's back. Nobody gives a sh- nobody gave a shit about Kev- Kelly Kelly at any point. Are Stop. we sure that was Kelly Kelly? By the way, it looks like a different human. But yeah, she looks I, I like think a it was different yeah. human being. Like sure. she's every time she does one of these, she looks. Further removed from what she used. She doesn't look. I'm not saying she looks bad. She looks great. She's extremely hot, but she doesn't look like the same human. Right. She's got different hair color, different body, different everything, different face, different Different face. Like like it's weird. Like if 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 I booked her and she showed up and I was like, like who are you? I'm Kelly Kelly. Uh, No, you're not. Like who? who, You're an imposter. When is Kelly? Like she doesn't even look like the same person. Um, and she's a horrendous in the ring. I mean, oh, and, so bad. Yeah, and that and that was really to me that the biggest sign of this entire match was there was a lot of people in this ring that just stripped and not belong in a wrestling ring. And that that's the regular roster members too that don't belong uh, at, at all in these ring. But yeah, there was one point that I was there was Lita was on the top rope and Charlotte Flair got up there with her and I was like, oh no, oh no, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah both yeah. women that are well known for like fucking things up and injuring themselves. I was like, oh dear God, no. And I forget what they did. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't that bad. But yeah, this is like the talent level was horrific in this match. Terrible. Just really bad. I mean, once you got Sasha out of there, which they couldn't wait to get Sasha out for some reason, when she came out, the people in the room were all like, oh, they're going to have her go the whole match because like she's going to be the, you know, connective yeah, yeah. tissue through everything and she's going to work her ass off. And like, you know, yeah, she's going to be and nope, dead, gone. See if I hit the road. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was really not many other stories. I mean, Rhea Ripley came in and threw a bunch of people out. That was, I guess, kind of cool. Uh, Bianca Belair, another. Um, Wait, she I'm, lasted I'm, a long time. Yeah, they I'm looking at this. So she didn't win the Rumble match, though, is what I'm seeing. Bianca Belair did not. Hmm. No, no, no. So she's going to get a WrestleMania match at some point, I'm sure. Well, well, Rich, here's the thing. You have to let it play out. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. You have to right. let it play out. Yeah. Right. So uh, we're letting that one play out, too, remember? Sure. We're, we're a year so, out now, but yeah, we'll, we'll let that play out. Yeah, we're almost a full year from the nine-second loss, but we're still letting that one play out, too. But to be fair, she wasn't booked like an absolute geek. No, no, no. She, she was in there for a while. and, and yeah. And yeah. And was in the final mix and everything and, and lasted a long time and, and didn't get thrown out like a sack of potatoes like Big E. And, yeah, I think, and, I think they did. A, I, I think at the Women's Rumble, they did a better job of, of sort of establishing who the four were dominant, who the people that they're kind of pushing or whatever. The geeks got out of there pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Like a lot of yeah. the geeks were in and out pretty quick. Um, well, that's the other thing. Why are we bringing back all of these people and then they get thrown out in 30 seconds? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, like, you know, I, I don't, you know, and, and they're not good and they're not stars. They pretend they are, uh, though. And people, and this is the thing, like, a lot of the wrestling media will go, oh my God, Michelle McCool, what a moment. And it's like, no, it's not a moment. Stop. Like, yeah, you're yeah. buying what they're, they're selling you that Molly Holly in her, she's been in every one of these fucking Royal Rumbles. Stop. You don't have to pretend this yeah. is a big deal. 
at least they did something cool with her with the new version of her. Sure. That I'll say. Yeah, that was You fun. know, a lot of these other ones just like... Sarah Logan. People pretending that Sarah Logan... Who, nobody gave a shit about Sarah Logan six months ago when she was with the company or a year ago when she was with the yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have to pretend that Sarah Logan's a big deal. Like, it, it's... When, when Sarah Logan got cut, people were like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> right. You know, th- 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 like, the only person who cares about Sarah Logan is Liv Morgan. Right, and the then they're doing, they're doing Riot Sarah. Squad callbacks. No, that was a year ago and nobody yeah. cared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People she be like, oh, what a over. moment. Sarah Logan and Liv, you know, in the ring together, reuniting the riot squad. Like, nobody cares. They were never over. Sarah Logan <laughs> was never over, ever. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And the match stunk. I mean, yeah. the Bellas came across like stars. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, hey, they were booked like stars. Funny how that yeah. works. <laughs> Weird. You know, they were booked well, you know, and, and they continued their little story where they eliminate each other from the match. So that was one of the few highlights, I think, was uh, the stuff with the Bellas. And basically, they did the same deal. I mean, Ronda was basically the Brock of this match, except Ronda fucking stinks now. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> she was so bad. She's terrible. What happened? The shits. I don't know. Can't I mean, punch, the... can't kick, can't move. Yeah, I don't know. I Is it's it like ring rust? Is it's it... like they called know. her like two days prior and said, hey, you want to do the rumble? And she went, uh, uh yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I uh, don't think I'm quite ready, but yeah, sure. Like, I, I, if she was given any amount of time and that's, I, and I'm not, the body doesn't, you know, some people are obsessed about the body and so I don't really give a shit about the body. I care about the, like. I don't even like, think she looked bad. No, I know. People are like, oh my God, like she looks like a, a mother. I don't know. Like, I'm not that, uh, uh, you know. She didn't even look she just looked like Ronda Rousey. Right, I, I didn't get why people were weird. Maybe I'm that. blind. I don't know. But to me, she looked like she always looks. Now, look, she was wearing all black. She was wearing an outfit that, like, made it seem like she thought she was working. Yeah, like Saudi she didn't Arabia. have enough confidence in her body or whatever. Like, but, like, regardless. I think, I, she, thought, I think she thought she was working the, the Saudi Arabia show with that outfit. <laughs> right, maybe. right. But she – but so she clearly wasn't – But but to me – she, if if people didn't constantly bring up how bad she looked, I never would have thought she. No, looked bad. I wouldn't have cared. I cared about how bad she looked work wise because I yes. thought her work was horrendous. And to yeah, me, that's what stood out. She came in there and threw some really awful punches, some terrible kicks, like just really wasn't doing anything. And then, yeah, you 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 go to flash forward to Raw and she is just droning on with this generic promo. Like, th- good for her. She's getting a bag, and that's I think all she cares about. But yeah, this is. Uh, well, okay. The promo, she was bad. She was horrible in this match. The promo wasn't good, but that's not on her because they're giving her this material and they're booking a match with all heels. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? (laughs) They're they're pretty bad at what they do. So they're so bad at what (laughs) they do. They're not a good company at all. (laughs) So, yeah, am I rooting for Ronda? Am I rooting for Becky? Am I rooting for Charlotte? Who am I rooting for? (laughs) Yeah. And this is a company that's built on face heel dynamics. This is not a, this is not 1996 ECW. This is not. Even AEW, where you'll see people on the same, you know, baby faces, face, baby faces, heels, face, heels. This isn't fucking, you know, this is a company which is built on baby face, heel dynamics. And nobody is, they don't bother, anyone who's a star in this company, anyone who is presented as a star in this company is presented as a heel. Do you notice that across the board? Like, Roman, all three of these women, like to get a legitimate, real top line push, you have to be a heel. Yeah. Like you just have to be a shithead. Bobby Lashley, whoever it is. Yeah, Dan O'Brien figured that out too when he has to be turned heel. Yeah. So that they're booing her, but they're like they they want it. 
you, they're all heels, you know. And the promo wasn't good. Then they're piping in cheers to the to the promo. Oh, those were piped in, Joe. I, could, I didn't even notice when they turned like, on the hair dryer that makes the cheering noises. Yeah, and like she's giving these lines, and then there you hear like these uh, crowd pops. But then you look at the crowd, and no one's even like yeah. it doesn't match the fucking <laughs> the crowd that you're looking. Like it's clear that no one is popping, but you're hearing crowd pops for some of these lines. And this Ronda Rousey thing cannot be off to a worse start in every way imaginable. Yeah, she doesn't feel like a star right now at all. No. And how is that even possible? It's Ronda Rousey. It, it's it's just more booking malpractice because they – and again, it does not fucking matter. None of it fucking matters. None of it. Because these idiots, they're, they're going to fill that fucking building twice in April anyway. So why does it matter? Doesn't matter what you what kind of slop you feed them. Feed them all slop. That's what they deserve. <laughs> you're gonna buy tickets to that shit. You deserve the slop. That you Absolutely get. right. Yeah, if you're gonna spend eight hundred dollars for a front row ticket at WrestleMania. Back to back nights to watch this shit. <laughs> you get what you deserve. Like you, you know, this is why I take pleasure when the shows are bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want. I, I'm at a point now where I don't want them to be even. Like if they were good, that'd be great. Like if WWE was awesome, that would be great. But I don't want them to be a little bit better than this. I want them to continue being bad. You know what I mean? Like, because a little bit better wouldn't be enough. I don't want them to be even mildly competent. If they're going to be fully competent, sure, I'm in. But I kind of enjoy. I I I kind of enjoy what we have right now. Now that we yeah. have a, a, the competition in the marketplace, I kind of just want them to be horrifically terrible. <laughs> just wake up every day to the make it make sense tweets that uh, just continue to come. So, yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. I thought this stunk. People love this match. I don't know, man. I I don't know why people love this thing. Again, we're like we're presenting the Shield. Like this is like a once in a generation great thing. And I don't know. I never had that affinity for the Shield. I thought the Shield was fine, but you know we got Seth sticking his fist out, and this to me was the other match where part of it was okay, but the total package sucked. Similar to the Men's Rumble, I thought the first three quarters of the match was competent pro wrestling and they were on their way to like a three a gentleman's three. Um, and then it just got overbooked and silly and you know, the finish was stupid and everything. So yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of drama, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of, it's the Roman stuff. It's, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't really have any time for this. I've seen, you've seen it once you've seen it a thousand times. I think I'm just kind of bored. Of it. And then with the chair, like the callback spot with the, the chair attack and everything. And, um, the bar is so low. The bar is beneath the earth. That's, like, it's just like the when he hit Seth, when Seth hit him with the chair when they broke up the shield. Okay. Yeah, we know. Come yeah, back. great, dude. Yeah, like I get it. I get it, man. Like I got yeah. It. It's like with the Bray Wyatt stuff. Oh, uh, the reason John Cena's in the NWO shirt is because he's 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 hinting that he never turned heel. I get it, man. I I just don't think it's that good. Like yeah, I yeah. got it. Like I don't need you to explain this. Like it's not that. Deep of a story, man. I got yeah, it. Well, like, the thing about it is, like, like twice a year when they choose to remember something, I'm not giving them flowers. Yeah, right, for that. right, right. Like, yeah. like, it's, all right. So what? And you know, this was Seth and Roman's doing for sure. Yeah. Vince probably doesn't remember the term. <laughs> oh God, no. Yeah, he doesn't remember the Shield. <laughs> he probably remembers the Shield, right? He's got to remember the Shield, but I, it, it, he doesn't remember the term. Did you see? Uh, did you see Scotty Too Hotty? said that uh because he recently quit or got fired or whatever and 
he said that he doesn't think Vince even remembered him or knew who he was. <laughs> I just thought he was Scott Garland, you know, performance yeah. center coach. Scott yeah. Garland, <laughs> performance center coach. He says he doesn't know for sure, but he doesn't think that Vince even remembered. Incredible. I love it. That's crazy. That guy was on TV every every week for what? Three years or whatever? Uh, at very... least, yeah, from 1990. I mean, he was doing like the too hot and too cool stuff. Then. Well, how long was the Rikishi run? That so that run been... started like late 99 through 2001-ish. That's very memorable. Yeah, like, and it was a big – I mean, they were a big-time thing. I mean, they were in some huge, yeah. huge moments and huge – They were over spots. as yeah. fuck. Right. I mean – it would be one thing if, like, Vince didn't remember Jerry Lynn. Yeah, Salvatore like, Sincere. Like, you know, yeah, like, like yeah. I, I could buy that. Tom Brandy. He doesn't know Tom Brandy. That's fine. Like, I get it. He's almost 80. If he doesn't remember Damian Demento, I give him a pass. <laughs> right. How does he not remember Scotty Tuhati? That's doesn't – it's impossible to me that that is – you know, but this is a man who fired – Jimmy Yang and then asked why they weren't giving him any storylines when he was there visiting friends. So, and, and the writers had to be like, Oh, well you, you released him four months ago. He doesn't work here anymore. So you got rehired though, right? I can't remember. I think he got rehired on that night. So the story was they were in like his hometown for raw. Yeah. Yeah. So he showed up to hang out and big show asked him to help work on some spots or something. So he got in the ring with big show and was like working with big show. And Vince was like, just standing around watching. And he turned to the people he was with and he says, how come Jimmy hasn't been on TV for a while? How come we don't have anything for Jimmy? Get me something for Jimmy. And then they didn't know what to say. And they're like, well, you released him. He's been released (laughs) for five months. He was on the last cut list. And, and I don't know if they, I don't remember if they brought him. Yeah. I don't remember because there was the Akio run. Remember that? Yeah. And then uh I don't know the timeline. Jimmy Wang Yang, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the the uh because he he did a short Ring of Honor run during Yeah, like, yeah, I think it was during that. So if that's true then he did I think get rehired from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, So the ROH run, but... How do you not know Scotty Too Hotty though? That's why it's so fucking wild to me like And you know when you're talking to someone whether they know you or not. Like you Oh, for you know sure. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. He knows that he was like, you know that you're talking to Scotty, like that Scotty Tuhati is being talked to, like he's Scotty Tuhati and not Scott Garland, performance center coach guy. You know, you, you could just feel the energy. Like, right. I've worked in companies that were so big, where I've met a guy and then I saw him again a year later, some big fucking suit up the ladder, and he shakes my hand and goes, "Oh, Joseph." And it's like, I know you don't remember. <laughs> you don't know who I am. Because number one, you're calling me Joseph because that's what it says on the little on your phone before you walked in. You looked up my name to see who you were meeting with. You know what I mean? Because nobody calls me Joseph. So that's hint number one. And the other thing is you can feel the energy like when you know someone remembers you and when they don't and when they're pretending. So I we've all been in that position. So I totally believe him. That he that when he says that he doesn't think Vince knew who he was, didn't know. Too hot, Scott Taylor. Oh man, that's thanks. But, uh, ah, Joseph, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, great to see you again. Ah, Joseph. Scott, how you doing, pal? <laughs> you know, like. and, yeah. And then I'm always like, I haven't been called Joseph since <laughs> right. since I was like eight. There's, you know, I know you don't know who I am. Like, you know. Um. Anyway, what were we talking about? Seth well, and Roman. Yeah, right, that, that. It, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Becky versus Dewdrop. How <laughs> shitty was this so match? Bad. Yeah, this is the match I mentioned oh, that one of the yeah. wives stood up and said, I'm not coming next year. <laughs> so Yeah. 
and couldn't blame I, her. She went, what is this? Ending. Why are you watching it? And why is it still going on? And I went, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. So I promise this isn't a bit, but I took a shit in the middle of this match. I got pizza during this match. Remember how I was saying the pizza match that I was going to do? Yeah. I gave this and one I, 10 minutes. No, I gave it eight uh, minutes, I think. And the pizza was ready. And I was like, nah, I'll see how this goes. And they were still wrestling. I went, fuck this shit. And I went and got the pizza. So Yeah. And I was and back I just, and they were still wrestling. I was like, what the fuck are these people doing? Get out of here. Get out of my so ring. Go away. <laughs> Awful match. Just Give me now, Brock and fair, Lashley. Get out of here. Now, let's be fair. While this is going on, the building's on fire. So the fans were a little distracted. <laughs> I forgot about this. So. <laughs> the sign. Oh, my God. If you need Dota to be a microcosm, Ronda Rousey points at the WrestleMania sign. It lights on fire. They yes. evacuate a section. Correct. Rock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, Joe. You think they light that fucking sign up and light it on fire again? Yes, they do. You bet your goddamn ass they do. <laughs> the, 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 the building caught on fire three times. And uh, they kept relighting that fucking sign because you've got to have them point. If you don't, if they don't point at that sign, <laughs> even it means death. They could have killed people. They could have killed people. It's like, but if you don't have the wrestlers point at the sign, Rich, nobody will know what they're. What are they? What are they fighting for? What are these men fighting for in this Rich, royal rumble match, Joe? No what one's going to know they're going to WrestleMania. Yeah, Brock. Brock. Brock will not be going to WrestleMania. His invite just might. They might not find anything for him. They're like, hey, Brock, pal. There's no match for you, man, so you're not going to WrestleMania this year. But we were told by pointing at it that Brock is going to WrestleMania. So Because he pointed. Yeah. Why you know, I hate that they say that. Like Brock's going Ronda to WrestleMania Rousey's... no matter what. They'll find something for him, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. They're all going to WrestleMania. <laughs> Brock didn't need to win that match to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm sure he could find a booking. Okay. He's not Bob Root. That I could buy. Yeah, Bob Root, I... he needed that win. He needed that big win. Make sure he was going to be on that card. I I, I don't yeah. know if Bob Roode's... I, I don't know if Mad Cat Moss without the win of the Royal Rumble is going to... Uh, Correct. Go to WrestleMania. Boogs. Boogs needs to win to go to WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar's going to WrestleMania no matter what. That always bothers me. Yeah. But yeah, they have to have them point. Like, they <laughs> are so it, determined. melting plastic landing on humans. Yes. <laughs> the sign might fall because it's on fire at this point. They evacuate an arena... A section of the arena, but they goddamn need that point. It's just they made the decision to light it up twice more and, and <laughs> to catch it on fire twice more. One time, all right. Whoops, we didn't mean for it. They <laughs> to it. What's the mindset? Like, <laughs> they just don't care. They don't the care. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Well, at least we had one match that I enjoyed. I, I don't know if you enjoyed this, but I liked Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. It's fine. I mean, I don't know. I, you know. It's a nice change of pace. I think that's why I like it the most. The bell rings. They just kick the shit out of each other for a little bit. Sure, a guy went through a barricade. I could have done without that. But uh... A lot of logic holes in the Roman thing. But I think what happened here was. Well, now we know that all this was supposed to happen at day one and got fucked up. Right. But they were they, the best part about this is instead of just not having Brock Lesnar win your title, if, if you have not did not have Brock Lesnar win the title, you could have done everything just perfectly fine. They had to have him win this title because they booked yeah. him and they had to make him look strong. Right. We had so to win the exactly title, but but yeah, this was all supposed to happen at day one. This exact angle that happened was supposed to be. Well, day one. I don't even know if it was this exact. Some okay. All right. So here's what you're saying. Roman gets COVID at day one. 
So they don't know what to do with Brock. They throw him in the match with Big E. So at that point, he has to win the match because you can't have Brock not win. Right. Because you have to have Brock as strong as possible. So that fucks up two sets of plans. It fucks up your Brock-Roman plans. And it also fucks up whatever you were going to do. Because Seth was supposed to win that match and win the title, right? Correct. The Big e. Yeah. So it fucked that up. Yeah, it wasn't going to be Big E, guys. Don't worry. It wasn't. They didn't change yeah, out yeah, Big no, e. no. His ass was losing no matter what. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get it twisted. Big E didn't get screwed here. He, yeah. He was. Yeah. So. But they fucked up both titles because you had to make Brock look strong. So now I feel like the angle at this show was kind of who knows if this is how it was supposed to play out. It was probably just supposed to be like I and you're probably saying the same thing. Just Heyman turning on Brock when he faced Roman. Yeah. Like as simple as that to set. Right. But they had to stretch it out another 30 days or whatever till they can get Roman on the card. But then and that also ended up fucking up the other title, which so now they it doesn't. Do none none of it matters. It's all for Brock. You know, you know what I mean? Like the, it's yeah. all again. People trying to figure it out, make it make sense. No, it stopped. It's just the end result needed to be Brock always has to win, and that's what the end result was. And I loved it. Here's what ma- here here you want me to make it make sense. They don't think Biggie is a star. There you go. There that does Made it make sense. sense now? Okay, you're you're the fools who believe that they thought that. Now he's back on SmackDown throwing pancakes. That you could have just listened to me the day he won the title. I could have saved you a lot of trouble. And made sense of everything for you. So there, there's the sense. The stars are Brock and Ronda and Goldberg and Shane McMahon. Those are the stars. <laughs> right. Okay? That's how this works. Oh, God. All right. And then we had uh, Beth and Edge versus Maurice and The Miz. This was the grit couple versus the it couple. I have to admit, this was pretty okay. I hated this. I thought You it hated it. Bad. Okay, go on then. You you go, and then I'll give you why, why I thought. I mean, like, when I say it was okay... Or that I liked it. I, I it's I don't know. It wasn't like a good match, but I think I don't know. I, I I thought everybody played their roles pretty well in this. But what did you hate about it? Worst match on the show, including the women's rumble. Wow. Worse than Becky and Dewdrop? Yes. I'm not no. no. Way worse. Garbage. Heatless. Nobody cared. Uh I don't know if there was a fire going on during this one or not, but nobody cared about this one either. Uh minimal effort. Uh very tropey. It felt like something out of nineteen ninety two. Like with, uh, I don't know, with like someone teaming with Sensational Sherry and then she just like wrestles badly on purpose and, and lose. It's just, I hated it. I hated everything about this. Sucked. I don't care about Beth Phoenix. I don't care about her cosplaying Luna Vachon. Did nothing for me. Um, Maurice stinks. I, I don't know. I I thought this was the worst match in the show. Yeah, I, This I, was I, everything I hate about this company in, in one 12-minute package. It, so it was definitely dumb from that standpoint. It was definitely like, yeah, it was, it was very WWE tropey. I, I I don't know. For some reason, I, I thought I was going to hate it. Maybe I came in with, like, bottom-of-the-barrel expectations. But yeah. I did think everybody played their roles pretty well. I thought Maurice was okay in this. Like, she's not a good wrestler at all. But I thought she played her role pretty well. I thought Beth, Beth didn't really do anything at all. So, um, other than kind of look mean and, like, snarl a, a few times here and there. And I thought the Miz and Edge were, were fine this. I don't know. I, I didn't hate it as much. I thought it was fine. Like, I never want to watch it ever again. Um, but, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't, I, I did not hate it as much as you did. I, I thought it was perfectly fine pro wrestling and it, it, it made sense. The right team won and, and I don't know, it didn't overstay its welcome. I don't think either. I, I mean, I thought Becky and Dewdrop was like a thousand times worse than this match. So they're paying edge $5 million a year, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what he's making? That's true. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Good for him, man. <laughs> good, great deal. And got his good wife God. a job too. Yeah, that's good yeah. for them, man. Good for five them. Five million. I know it's something like that. If it's not five, it's like three. It's 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 a significant. No, he's doing. I, yeah, he's doing pretty well for himself. I think it's like five million to come back to work part time, <laughs> do shit like this. I mean, this is a joke. I mean, this was like, you know, he could do this match in his sleep. So he gets to sit on his little stool and do community theater every now and then because, you know, he loves to do that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He loves that shit. Take it to his place that he doesn't want to yeah. go to, but he's going to have to. Yeah, we were spared of that this time around, but I'm sure there's a feud around. The, I'm sure WrestleMania he's going to be taken to that place. I don't know who he's going to wrestle, but um, I'm sure he'll be high up on the card because he's 50. So... I think I what know. also made this match a little bit more entertaining is the the wives of uh, of, of the fans were very impressed by Maurice's ability to uh, stay in her dress or her outfit. So ah, that, yes, yes. That that I guess that made it a little bit more fun because every time they took a bump, all the women would go, "Oh, they're yeah, they're going to be out now." I'm sure of it, and they they weren't. Oh, they're talking about her sweater meat. Yes, yeah, they yeah. Uh, they were out and about giant and, cans. And I was like, "Nah, man, they yeah. they they spent they spent a lot of time making sure those things don't move or that those things yeah. don't get out." And they were like, "No way!" And then they she did like a back bump, and they're like, "No, they got to be out now." But like, they're not; they're good. And they're you know, then they were like, "Oh, look, she's pulling up on them. They must." So yeah, if you uh, they were like 2003 message boarders out there, very concerned with this. They're <laughs> right, waiting why, for a nip slip. Yeah, they really want to post on the message board about a nip slip. So yeah, they're really hoping that that Jackie Gate nip slip uh, gets posted as soon as possible. So they were checking Mister Skin for screenshots. <laughs> right, I know. I was like. Yeah. Man, this is a, a weird crew. You know, Charlotte's I... titty popped out. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Her titty popped out. Oh, what the, where all... were these women? They didn't say anything about that. It was all bruised up, too, I guess, from taking chops. But her bruised titty was popping out. Oh, there out. you go. I saw a little areola, oh, okay. as a matter of fact. Sure. Yeah. I would also like to report the nurse still have the hots for Liv Morgan. Well, I, mean, I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her it was the same girl. Oh. But she came out and went, whoa, who's that one? I said, wow. you know, you said the same thing about her. And I said that's the same. And she goes, "Oh, she's the Italian one, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And she got, "I guess I like Italian chicks. She's hot as hell." So I was like, "All right." So that was. They still got well, the hots for know, live, yeah. So traditional Italian name Morgan, <laughs> right? <laughs> live Morgan, yeah. yeah. We did. We did explain what her real name was, and she was. Yeah. Um, ah, she didn't love it actually. I think she liked Live Morgan a little bit more. Daddyo. Yeah. Um, how about you know you're gift wrapped. A super hot blonde named Barbie Blank, and you rename her Kelly Kelly. <laughs> How does that happen? They're not very good, Joe, at any And, like, her gimmick is that she's dumb on top of it. So right, right, Barbie right. Blank would be perfect. Yeah, I know. They, oh, that's, that always annoyed me that her gimmick was that she was dumb, so they named her Kelly Kelly because, like, she didn't know that she, like, how to say her name. Or she, she just, like, said it twice, remember? They're like, what's your name? Kelly. And then they're like, what's your name? And she's like, Kelly. And they're like, Kelly, Kelly, yeah, all right. That's yeah. the idea. Like, she's stupid. Yeah. But Barbie Blank is a great name. <laughs> Barbie Blank. It, it, Gift wrapped. You couldn't <laughs> She's a Barbie and her head's better. blank. It's perfect. And, and <laughs> like, she looks and is shaped like Barbie. No, they're so bad at everything, man. It's unbelievable. Like, it, it's, it was handed to you. <laughs> What are we doing? Can't do anything. And then you make her gimmick dumb anyway. Like, wh- what are we doing? <laughs> well, that was the Royal Rumble. Um, do we have to watch WWE shows anymore? We have to watch them. We got to right. watch them. I don't want to. I mean, I'm not watching this Saudi you know, Elimination Chamber thing. I'm not doing that. 
I will watch that. Yeah, those you, are you tremendous. Do that. Yeah. Those are that's your favorite listen, thing. They because all right, the last one wasn't as bad as the others. No, the last one was actually a legitimately good show. I can't even remember. I know it wasn't awful, but um, they're usually just they're usually like the worst shows of the year. And and there's usually like uh, there was the one where nobody gave a fuck and they put in zero effort, so that it was fun to watch from that standpoint. Yeah, that was either before or after they got. <laughs> Stranded. Yeah, <laughs> they got kidnapped and not allowed to leave. So wasn't that greatest Royal Rumble when they got kidnapped? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. It was. Carl Anderson was on that plane and he was in the greatest Royal Rumble. I don't think he was. Yeah, so um, with the big green greatest Royal Rumble belt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which they haven't brought. Which back they just... did. So weirdly, they started including that Royal Rumble and all the Royal Rumble stats. This year they uh, didn't. They took it out. Oh, hmm. Which is good. I did not like. Not like that they were in the Royal Rumble stats because I don't think that counts as a Royal Rumble. Even if it, even if it is the greatest Royal Rumble, I didn't I didn't like that it was counted. Uh, you know what? If I cared about their history anymore, I might be. But at this point, I'm gonna fuck what they do. They've, you know what I mean? Like like I used to care about this kind of stuff, but it's hard for me to care anymore. Count them all. Speaking of which, Voice Wrestling Patreon. It's the start of the month, Rich. It's the best time to subscribe. There's a $5 tier. There's a $10 tier. Tons of content, including this week's Match of the Week, which was a 1994 House Show Royal Rumble from Madison Square Garden. So you can talk about that match behind our paywall. You can talk about that match on our Discord, in our private rooms on the Discord for subscribers only, including the Match of the Week room. There were some great discussions about that Royal Rumble. There's all kinds of content. Yeah, it's a really fun match for people that haven't seen it. um, Definitely worth checking it out. And, like, you can find the match even if you're not a subscriber. But the discussion, which is, I think, half the point. Like, the the match itself is a match. You know what I mean? It's whatever. Every time you post that thing, it's a match. But it's all about, like, there's usually a theme to the match. There's a reason why you're choosing the match that you're choosing. I try to do themes. Right. There's a wrestler theme. There's a a show, you know, a match storyline theme. There's a time of the year theme. There's usually a reason why the match is the week. And that makes for interesting discussions. And this one was really fun as people were saying, oh, hey, I just watched the 1994 Royal Rumble. And, like... It's kind of weird. I saw this that was similar and that that was similar and this and, and it because it's this one was kind of weirdly a kind of a dress rehearsal. So you see some things, but then you also see some things and there's one thing that's glaring. It's, you know, who wins this thing? I'm not going to spoil it for people that haven't seen it, but it's who wins this thing. That's so weird because it's like, wait a minute, that's not at all what's going to happen at the actual Royal Rumble. But yeah, it's, it makes for a lot of fun because there are a few spots that, that, that come during that Rumble, this MSG Rumble that are like exactly like they would be in the 94 Rumble. And there's a lot of the same guys and the same wrestlers, but some differences as well that make it pretty fun to watch. Couple new big egg scramblers up this week as well. Yes, the story of the Hurricane Dennis Lane. If you have not, I, I, I think all the big egg scramblers are solid, but big egg scrambler number six, cracked, is Shinya Hashimoto versus the Hurricane Dennis Lane from New Japan Tokyo Dome. I believe it was 1998 was the year. The match is, oh, I don't know, about. 27 seconds or so. It doesn't last very long. Things go pretty poorly for the Hurricane Dennis Lane. And uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about with the match, but I discovered some amazing stories about the Hurricane Dennis Lane. Uh, at one point, I was not sure that he, uh, and I did, I messaged you about this as well, because in my research of Dennis Lane, I found a Dennis Lane from the region that the Dennis Lane is from that uh, got uh, arrested for raping dead bodies. This is not the same Dennis Lane, though, thankfully. Different Dennis Lane. <laughs> Thank God. This Dennis Lane, though, I did find some fun stories because raping dead bodies is not that fun. 
Dennis Lane going to a minor league hockey team and beating the fuck out of all the coaches and all the players, that is fun. And that yes. does happen in this episode of the Big X Grammar. So all about how he motivates a minor league hockey team. It is essentially just a Danny McBride plot <laughs> this entire show. Yeah. It's just the idea that like this minor league hockey coach is like, I got to toughen these guys up. He finds a local like champion kickboxer, has him come in, and then literally this kickboxer just beats the fuck out of everybody for like hours on end to toughen them up. And yeah. Does it work? Do they make a miraculous playoff run? You'll find out in Big X Grand number six. Also, the Yes Movement. New episode of the Yes Movement coming out in the next few days. I have all the notes ready to go. Just have to sit down and record it. It is an infuriating, and Joe, you, you and I lived through this. We talked about it. We did shows about it. It is the infuriating fall of 2013 for Daniel Bryan. He, he wins at SummerSlam. He's screwed over immediately by the authority. And then you have, he wins the title. Wait, no, he doesn't. Big Show comes out. He punches everybody. That's the end of that pay-per-view. Shawn Michaels screws him over. He does the Wyatt stuff. It's all that that we're going to cover. Breaking the narrative that this was all the plan all along. WrestleMania 30, the miracle on Bourbon Street. It's a lie. They had nothing to do with this guy. I got his book. I got excerpts from the book. I got his audiobooks. You're going to actually hear from Daniel Bryan reading his audiobook about how all this got fucked up royally in the fall of 2013. So the Yes Movement, this is the episode to listen to. This is always the one that I recommend from the beginning of the series, this is going to be the fun one. This is the one we're going to break a lot of the narratives that that dumb people, dumb wrestling media will tell you about the Daniel Bryan story. This is the episode where we're going to break all that. NFL Intelligentsia, as we continue our march to the NFL playoffs, we will have a Super Bowl preview, conference, title game review episode coming out sometime uh, next week with myself and Jesse Collings. Go Rams. Uh, Thursday TV reviews every Thursday with the impact review uh, impact, not impact with the dynamite review <laughs> You're really impact now. Huh? All right, cool. Well, I used to, but I no, not anymore. Um, but who knows? Uh, maybe I'll bring MLW back. Maybe I'll slip impact in there. Who knows? But Thursday TV reviews every week, always dynamite, always the ratings breakdowns. Those are always guaranteed. Uh, there are new written reviews up behind the paywall that went up a couple of days ago. Lanza reviews five matches. The written content is on the $10 tier along with all of the live content, including the live flagship, which you can listen to live every Thursday night, mostly on Thursdays. And any other live content we do along with the written content, that's on the $10 tier. So I've got uh, reviews of five matches up last week. Deanna Peraza versus Rock C. Alex Shelley versus AC Mack, which we talked about last week. Eddie Kingston versus Gabe Kidd which I thought was a uh, match of the year level match. Uh, Walter versus Roderick Strong. That's the match where he became Gunther. And uh, Walter versus Nathan Fraser. Remember Nathan Fraser, Rich? I do. Yes, I remember. Remember Nathan Ben Fraser. Carter? I do remember, remember Ben Carter, Rich. Surprising great rookie Ben Carter. Yeah, uh, it's fortunate he retired so early. But apparently he didn't Still retire. Great. You're saying that you reviewed no. a match of his. Still great. Still great. Huh. Yeah, crazy. But uh, those five matches reviewed behind the paywall. And the latest batch of reviews. So we've been pumping out a ton of content. And this is the best time to subscribe. First week of the month, you get the full value. So I recommend anybody who's been on the fence or waiting around to subscribe, uh, hop in now. Yeah, ton of, ton of stuff up there uh, right now. Flagship Patreon.com, patreon.com slash voices wrestling or voices of wrestling.com slash Patreon to do that. All right, let's uh, get into. Real quickly here, I, I just had a, a brief topic I wanted to talk about because I was watching uh, Dynamite last night, 
uh, MJF, CM Punk going out there having an, an, an awesome match. Just another great, great Dynamite match. And I'm looking online. I'm looking on our Discord and stuff. And this match is happening. And it's I think this match rocked. I, what did you? So first off, what did you, I didn't listen to your Thursday tea reviews this week. I'm sorry. You released them and then we did the show. Did you think that match was good, Joe? MJF Punk? Yes. Is that the match you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, shit ton of fun. Yeah. yeah great match. Fantastic match. Okay, yeah, I just want to make sure before. About it. The whole premise of, and then you're like, Rich, I hate that match. That match sucked. You know what I mean? Like, okay, premise is good. I like the match. You like the match. I'm watching this. I'm going, man, this is incredible. This is really, really good stuff. Classic and, pro wrestling. Yeah, just pro wrestling 101. It's, I've said this from for a year and a half now. AEW, the thing I love most about AEW is that they're unabashedly a pro wrestling company. They're wrestling. That's what they do. They do wrestling. They produce a wrestling show. They have wrestling matches. It seems simple. It seems basic. But they, at the end of the day, are a wrestling company. And they're not ashamed to be a wrestling company. That, to me, makes them stand out a lot. And what was awesome, you know, I'm watching this match. I'm watching MJF and Punk or whatever. And maybe this is my fault for doing this or getting upset about this or whatever. But, you know, I go onto our Discord or I look, you know, I scroll on Twitter real quick for, for some stupid reason. I should know better. But I'm seeing this match happen. And I'm seeing people still discussing Brandy, the Brandy segment earlier, and Dan Lambert, and how, ah, you know, and then, like, little stuff earlier in the show that they're complaining about or getting mad about or whatever. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, this company produces more good TV wrestling than any other American company has in decades, probably ever. I think I could say ever, because I used to use this qualifier acting like I needed to, like, qualify for Nitros or 2013 WWE or whatever. No. This company delivers so many great TV wrestling matches that I just I, I don't understand why people because every week there's this like I don't they did this one thing in five minutes that I didn't like I don't know uh, you know and there's everybody's just so hung up on the littlest things about every single week of Dynamite and and nitpicking the dumbest little shit Brandy and Dan Lambert that segment sucked it was stupid it was dumb it didn't work fine. While Punk and MJF are out there having a great wrestling match, like an all-time great TV wrestling match, I don't give a shit that Brandy had a bad segment an hour and 45 minutes ago. Who gives a shit about this stuff? And people are so obsessed with the little things, the minute little details in AEW that don't work, that I feel like we're just ignoring what does work in AEW and what does work for Dynamite, which is very often they have two good wrestlers go out there and have great wrestling matches. Or sometimes they have two tag teams go out there and have great wrestling matches. Joe, of, of cage matches 15... AEW matches with 9-plus ratings. This is on cagematch.net. AEW has 15 matches with a 9-plus rating. Mm-hmm. Nine of them have been TV matches. Yeah. The majority of great AEW matches have occurred on TV. Yeah, we've talked about how sometimes their pay-per-views are letdowns. Now, they had the one all-time great pay-per-view, but a lot of their pay-per-views sometimes, uh, you know, are hit or miss. Yeah, right, because they, they're they producing, like, really good TV wrestling. And, and on one side, you obviously have, like, your dumb Jimmy Corderas and stuff being like, you got to save the big matches for pay-per-view. <laughs> it's like, you get a, get a fucking picture of what the wrestling business is, man. Read their fucking contract. Like, like get a handle on these things for 10 seconds, man. Like, just try. Yeah. Just try to understand the wrestling business. Yeah. I dare you, well, but they can't. You know, Jimmy Corderas is also the only guy in the universe who didn't like the hook debut. Yeah, wanted him so, to sell more, right? Yes. Didn't and look sell enough he, for Serpentico or whatever. His, yeah. his complaint was he, he, didn't, he needed to find the hard cam. Oh, that's that right, means. the hard cam, yeah. I don't even know what that means, find the hard cam. And his other complaint was, and we don't know whether the kid can sell. 
That's what he said the night of the hook debut. So that's who we're dealing with. Yeah, that's what you take away from the hook debut is where's the hard cam and learn how to sell kids. And but, we wanted to see Hook take a beatdown is yeah, what we wanted yeah. to see. <laughs> we that, wanted the year and a half hype for. of Hook for him to just get yeah. beaten down by – well, it was Serpentico, right? I forget. I even forget who he was against. Or 10. He was against 10, right? His debut was against – no, he didn't wrestle 10. He hasn't wrestled 10. He wrestled um, – and it wasn't Serpentico. The Hook debut, it wasn't the oh, bear. Oh, was it Fuego? No, it wasn't um was it Fuego? I think it might have been Fuego, no. It wasn't the it wasn't the Bear Country guy. That was his second no, match. No, no, no. Someone'll say it in the chat room in yeah. a second. Um so um waiting on the chat room. Help us out. <laughs> Fuego, it was Fuego del Sol. I figured it out. It was Fuego. I figured okay. out before these dopes. Don't even don't right. and I know we're gonna get twenty people. I got it. They're not gonna hear. Here they come. Here come Here all they the come. Fuegos. Yeah, Fue- the yeah, there. <laughs> there it is. 27 yeah. people. So Here they come. It's yeah. Fuego. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so it, it's just, it, it, I, I don't really know if I have like a, a grand thing that I wanted to do with this segment. It was just, it caught me by surprise that like, I just, it's one of these like, can't see the forest from the trees type of thing where like every week people are just nitpicking these little dumb segments. And I'm like, man, like. You were just not appreciating what we're getting right now. You were not appreciating the the run of great TV wrestling that we are getting. We no other company ever has presented such great TV wrestling that we're seeing here. I mean, there's some great don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff I love on Nitros. There's a lot of stuff I love on Nitros, but a lot of those are like seven minute really good Dean Malenko matches. You know what I mean? Like six minutes really cool Rey Mysterio psychosis matches or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. getting 45 minutes. We got Paige. We got two Paige and Daniel Bryan, or, or Brian Danielson matches. We got Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega on television. On television. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Paige and, and Omega versus actually... Penta and Phoenix. We had the parking lot fight. Brian Kingston. Dark Order your, Inner Circle. Like, And on your little list you made, you forgot to include Brian. Right. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I had eight originally because I forgot that the best one that they had, which was Paige and, and, and Kenny Omega, because I think I read through the list and I just my brain went to, oh, that wasn't on TV. That had to be on pay-per-view. No, that was on TV. Yeah. yeah, I think what people forget about Nitro is, like you said, you had a lot of cool matches that were good matches, but – Dynamite gives you match of the year contenders. Yeah, on TV. you weren't getting that on TV. You were not getting that on Nitro. Nitro would give you a really good hour one Rey Mysterio, you know, versus X match that was pretty damn cool and pretty Cruiser fun. Cruiserweights and Lucha. Yeah, Cruiser and there was some Lucha. cool shit. Yeah. Main events were garbage. They were ten minutes yeah. of and and everybody just looking to the back to see who was going to run in, and then usually an NWO member would run in, and then it'd be a disqualification. You weren't getting that on Nitro. There's this rose-colored glasses of Nitro, and I used to use this qualifier. Oh, well, you know, it's been many, many decades. No, it's ever. It's ever for T. I mean, you were not getting... You got to go back to... I mean, what do you have to go back to to even find anything in this universe? I mean, you got to go to territorial television anyway, and that, even then, I don't think you're quite there. 605, like, the you know, the great run of yeah. you know nwa 605 the main events were usually pretty damn good but what are the, we're talking like an 11 minute really good rick flair match yeah. you know clash of the again. Cha- again go to the one or two clash of the champion matches that people are going to bring up too like yeah okay yeah. but this then is, you had steve williams versus the italian right style. yeah exactly this is i mean you just casually on this episode of of dynamite they just put out cm punk versus mjf which could easily be a top pay-per-view match then they just let those guys go out there for what 40 minutes yeah. And have a great television wrestling, just a great wrestling match. I don't even use the qualifier television wrestling match. I don't even have to use that qualifier because they give these guys like five fucking segments. They gave Brian and Omega they gave three the, segments. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's not even three quarter hours. It's not TV wrestling. It's just wrestling. It's just you're, you're, are, 
you can tune your TV to TBS or TNT every Wednesday, and there's a pretty goddamn good chance you're going to get a great professional wrestling match on that night. That has never occurred, ever. You're probably right. I'm thinking about it, and Dynamite. Raw 2013 Rock, maybe is the. I mean, there was a, a little period there where where Punk and Brian and the six mans were all really good. And yeah. okay, sure. What about, that the lasted. Smack, what about the SmackDown Six era? Yeah, did it, yeah, that stuff was but, pretty good. But, but did it peak this high? No, I don't think it did. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, you're probably right. It's just yeah, it, it's I don't know. It's just it, it motivated. I put this on my list. Last night as I'm watching that, going, what are these people? Shut up about Brandy and Dan Lambert. Who cares? An hour and 45 minutes ago. I don't care. It's, we're, still thought, doing, um, we're still doing this TNA thing where we're worried that this company is going to sink any day yeah, now. Oh, yeah. one mistake and this whole thing's done. No, like, we got to stop that. It's not. No. We're no, going, no. We're they're, they're here. They're here. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're not going anywhere. I mean, that's obvious at this point. They're a success. I mean, that can't be argued against. Um. I know this isn't your point. I thought the Brandy Dan Lambert segment was a home run. I thought that was great. I think you're you're the one. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, when I watch a segment, you and Brandy, that, you're the two. I think that thought that segment was good. Okay, how many people were in the building though? Because all those people too. Because when you have a segment that's the hottest segment on the show until Punk comes out, yeah, where every where every single person in the building is invested in it and red hot. I mean. I thought that segment ruled. I mean, and then you bring Paige Van Zant back, who's who. If you can find a way to keep her for good, oh is my god, money. that's another. Yeah, she is money, money. So, I mean, I thought that segment was great. I mean, the fans were shitting on Brandy in all the right ways, and they couldn't break her. Lambert. For whatever reason, this crowd thought he was like the funniest stand-up comic on earth. They were popping for all of his lines. Um, and he is very funny, to be honest. Um, then they bring out Van Zant, so that they're riffing on each other. I thought the lines were great. The Josh Alexander line was great. Um, the shit that Lambert was throwing at Brandy was great. And the crowd was like red hot for the whole thing. Like, they're always hot for Lambert. Like, there's been one or two crowds that weren't, and otherwise, Lambert's a home run every time. Like, he's great. Brandy. They love the shit on her, and it's like this fine line. There's go-away heat, and then there's we're having fun shitting on you, and it's we're having fun shitting on you. It comes – last night anyway. Some crowds want nothing to do with her. Right, last, right, right, right. Yeah, last night they were they were in on the, the joke or whatever. Yes, they were in last on night it. they were having fun shitting on Brandy Rhodes. They're like, you know what? Fuck her. We're going to make her life hell. And then Lambert was leaning into it. I enjoyed that segment. I thought it was great. I thought that back-to-back with the Danielson segment – was great stuff. And I talked about it at length behind the paywall. If people want to hear more detailed thoughts on Van Zant too, who I think, I mean, God, I, you know, if I were Tony Khan, I would do whatever it took. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I, I might put a blank check in front of her and say, write a number down. We just need you here. Now, I think she's independently wealthy with her Instagram shit. Oh, her well, fucking... <laughs> As a follower, I could see why for sure. <laughs> I'll I mean, tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm not I don't usually think a, uh, over the top horny guy, but she uh, she's got great content on that uh, that Instagram. I'll tell you that. So. so I don't think she's like hurting for money or anything. No, no, I but, think she's okay. But but I mean, you know, you can't fight forever. So it's like the way that she looks. Oh, she just gets it too. Like it just and she gets it. It's, yeah, yeah, that it factor that 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 you know sometimes impossible to explain it factor. She's got it in spades. She's got it times a thousand. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and just look at her. She just pops off the screen. 
the only thing that could stop her is if she happens to be terrible at wrestling. Now we know she's a great athlete. It may not translate. It doesn't always translate, but that gives her a leg up. If she's good at wrestling, if she's competent at oh, wrestling, it. Yeah. I mean, Jade Carkill sucks and she's a star. So if, if Van Zant is good or competent, not even good, if Van Zant is just competent, they're going to have another one on their hands. I mean, Jade Cargill now pops every quarter hour she's on. Oh, yeah. She's become a huge star. Yeah, and she and she can't work at all. <laughs> she like, can't just, wrestle a lick yeah, at all. But, but she's getting a but little look at better. her. Yeah, look at her in the presence. Well, it's, look it's, at her. It's it, and it's look at her. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just look at her. I mean, she, you know, like she could that you know she's cosmetic business, Joe. It's unbelievable that uh, yeah, yeah. It, it it's people like people that look. So anyway, I, <laughs> I don't mind being on island. I I thought that That's segment fine. ruled. Yeah, I liked it, but I like that. I like when wrestlers troll each other. I like that inside shit. You know that. Like, I like that. A lot of people are like, oh, stop stop appealing to me. The, no, appeal to me. I like when you appeal to me, the newsletter reader. I like that shit. Like, I don't, I don't like when wrestling dumbs it down for the stupid people. Right. Nobody knows who Josh Alexander is. What's going on? No, I know who he is. So <laughs> My like, brain is turning like, to goop. Like, fucking who cares? Figure it out, man. <laughs> right. Like, I know who he is, so I like it. Yeah, I don't I care if some mouth breather doesn't know who he is. Like, the Figure it out. He's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah, and I love insult comedy. I love cheap heat. Like, those things all appeal to me. I've never complained about cheap heat in my life. I think every heel should rip on the local sports team. That shit is funny. I, I love it. I love that shit. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I know that wasn't your point. I didn't mean to derail you. I didn't even expect it to go this long, but I think we went into some interesting territory with Paige Van Zandt and Cargill. But yeah. yeah, your larger point here is correct. I'm thinking about this and you're probably right in that dynamite pound for pound has given wrestling fans more great matches than any other show during any other, like, three-year period. I mean, you're not going to get another show that's going to give you, like, 40 minutes of guys that just go out there and wrestle. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they're doing that pretty regularly. They're giving you 30 minutes, multiple segments of things. I mean, this I, I reviewed it in the in the CM Punk Best in the World series, flagshippatreon.com, where, you know, there was that 2013 CM Punk versus John Cena Raw match. And it went through, like, three different segments. And it was like, holy crap. And it was, like, the best Raw match in history and, like, one of the greatest TV wrestling matches ever. And it rocks. It's really, really good. But that was the exception of the rule. That was this one-time thing that they did, and that's what made it so memorable. And that's what made it such a, oh, my God, they just let this match go and they just let these guys wrestle for, for, for you know, three segments. And we had that a, a little bit a couple years ago. Remember the, the, the Seth Rollins did the gauntlet match thing? And people lost their fucking minds because yeah. they just wrestled for 45 minutes. And they just don't know other TV wrestling does that. No TV wrestling has the balls to just let guys go out there and wrestle. They're so worried about all. Oh, well, uh, no one's. They, they want a variety show. They need comedy. They need action. They need uh, no. Just, some people just like wrestling. And and again, AEW is not afraid to just be wrestling. And it's it's it just blows my mind that people worry about all the littlest things and not just that. Just yeah. I hate to say just like sit and enjoy it or shut up and enjoy it, but like just understand what this company is doing right now is just on a, a different level than any other company has ever presented and they're really really good matches there's a lot of really good matches that you're getting for free on television all you have to do is turn your tv on you know from 7 to 9 p.m central or 8 to 10 eastern or whatever on tbs and tnt and you're gonna get some pretty good stuff and like that has not been the case in tv wrestling in america for really ever and and i think I think it's getting underappreciated in a lot of ways. They've cut down on the run-ins and interference a little. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, 
now look, MJF cheated to beat Punk, but we've discussed this. MJF should cheat every time. He oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just... You well, know, it's going to build actually... to that one moment that, like, you know, or it'll be... Wardlow either doesn't give him the ring, or he's about to do the ring, and then it falls off, and it lands outside, and he can't get to it, and he's got to make a look. You know, it's all yeah. building to that one moment where he can't use the ring. It, it's... He actually beat Punk twice. That's kind of risky. But it is. I thought it all worked, and and I think that when Punk finally beats MJF, whether that comes, that could be the pay-per-view, it could be six months from now, it could be two years from now. But when Punk finally beats MJF, which is now another long-term story they have in their back pocket, it'll be in Chicago. And it'll be a massive fucking celebration and all of that. So, um, But outside of that, I mean, even Nyla Rose, when she beat Ruby, did it clean. She countered the way Ruby beat her last time and held on to the top rope. Yeah. Then did that senton and that fucking power bomb and beat her clean in the middle. So they didn't even do any Vicky bullshit. Uh, Black spit the mist in Penta's face. So you want to call that, but again, no run in or anything. Mox just beat Utah. And I think that there was only four matches. So, um, I never thought we were going to get 95 All Japan, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, I agree. It's still a lot of people have wrestling. that yeah. idea, and like, I don't know that they ever said that. They they probably over promised on the lack of bullshit they were going to have, but there there is still some. But like, again, it doesn't like I'm not going to be like, oh man, I can't believe you know Malachi Black used uh, you know interference to win his match. Uh, I don't know if I can enjoy the CM Punk MJF match. This there time. are definitely weeks where there's too much. Of it. Sure. Oh, for sure. There's and weeks I, that know, it doesn't I've, work all that way. I mean, there's weeks where the show's yeah. not that good. Like, that happens. That's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Not going to be 100% good, but god damn, it's mostly pretty fucking good. No, yeah, we're pretty lucky to have it. I mean, I've said this before, but, like, especially during the heart of the pandemic, especially, but try to picture wrestling since Ugh. the pandemic started without, a, like, if AEW didn't exist. Right. It's a rough scene. It is a rough scene seen wrestling since the pandemic if AEW didn't exist you have new japan which is impossible to watch wwe which is as worse it's worse than it's ever been in its history game changer which is the fucking shits what is there i mean it'd be it's a rough scene so and, and you're right the more i look at this you're right i mean that's a lot of great great i mean fuck Within High the level. span of a month, two, those two Hangman Page Brian Danielson matches. In the span of a month, Danielson on TV alone, the two Hangman Page matches, the Omega match, the Suzuki match. Well, that was on YouTube. Um, wasn't it on YouTube? The Suzuki match? Yeah, it was. Uh, that was yeah, that was a YouTube one. But I, I, I'm still kind of counting that as 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 a pseudo TV match because again, sure. it's it's because it's, it's free and available. Right. You're not paying for it. But if you want to uh, take that one away, fine. <laughs> take that one away. Match, yeah. You know, it's like. Him alone, you know, all those young buck matches over the on TV. I mean, yeah, it's just. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. That would upset a lot of people, but it's the truth. I mean, they've given the best television wrestling, you know, maybe ever for a television show on a consistent, you know, match for match basis. All things being equal, however you want to phrase it. You know, because the show's only existed three years or whatever. Is is it even three years yet? It's more like yeah, right around there. Two and a half, 
almost three. Is it three years yet? It's 19. It would have been two and a half years or something. November 19 or something. The end of 2019, they started October, whatever it was. So, no, you make a good point. The, uh, I guess this is something we've been doing every week now because they don't come out in time for the reviews, but the quarter hours, there's really not much to, to talk about with this week's quarter hours. It was basically quarter hour one was the highest because of the lead in. And then it was basically a straight line. So there's really nothing interesting from that standpoint. I thought it was a, and I'm having trouble finding it now. Um, I thought it was a, bad rating or a disappointing rating. I don't know if I'd go as far as bad, but I thought the rating was disappointing. The 0.35 for the, you know, they built up this punk MJF match for. Yeah. Right. Right. I thought it'd be a little bit better. So you can't call that a good number. I mean, it was not a good number Um, from that standpoint. Now the show, basically the demo and the total viewers were essentially a straight line. Now, when the MJF punk match started, it grew throughout for all three quarter hours. So that's a good sign. People were interested in the match and who's going to win it. They just had less viewers both overall and in the demo than they've had. They had a, you know, I don't think people realized that dynamite had a monster January from a rating standpoint. I mean, they just crushed it. Uh, monster double digit growth year over year. They crushed all the other shows in, in growth. Um, so February to point three five. I mean, you know, especially with that big match, I've and and you know, South Park is back and all that. But I don't want to hear that. I mean, South Park was back and there was a soccer game which did well, the U.S. men's team. But when you, if it was a standard issue dynamite, I'd say okay, that's reasonable. But this had Punk MJF on. Yeah, it. right. Match, that's a big deal. Yeah, I can't give him a pass for that. The match should have done better than point three five, and a shade under a million viewers. But um. There's really nothing else to me. There's no other big takeaways from these quarter hours because, like I said, it was basically a straight line. One thing I noticed, and I talked about this behind the paywall a bit, they're not loading up the top of the hour anymore. They're not really doing that anymore. For instance, on this show, the Nyla Rose-Ruby Soho match ran across the top of the hour. It started before and it ended after. And that's not a big-time drawing match. And they've done that a lot lately where – if you remember the early days of Dynamite, there would always be like that was the Chris Jericho spot. They would right, put right. Chris, oh, they put Jericho there every single week, basically. Yeah. yeah, Inner Circle would come out at the top of the hour, and Jericho would pop a quarter. And they don't really concentrate. I don't know what internal metrics they have, or maybe they don't feel like that's as important as they used to. But they've been dumping like stuff that, like you would you wouldn't expect it at the top of the hour. And this week was a good example. And that Nyla Rose Ruby Soho match was the bottom point in the demo, which was to be expected, obviously. But, and it was almost, but not quite the bottom point in total viewership as well. And that's top of the hour. And they used to stack the top of the hour. And that really hasn't been the case over the last couple months. So that's something I've been, I've been noticing as well. But, um, other than that, women 18 to 49. Uh, they did not, they were not, they didn't respond to the main event, but men did, which makes sense too. I can that see. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Punk is, has always been a guy that dudes love punk women. Not so much. 
Punk and MJF. Except, well, except dude, women in wrestling seem to really love CM Punk. But I, I, I just I think Punk and MJF is a dude match. It's a dude match for that, sure. Yeah, that's a dude match. That's not you know. That's a so wrestling I, dude, wrestling fan match for sure. Yeah, so that actually kind of makes sense to me. But this is kind of a weird one. Like the the older half, the older half of the female eighteen to forty nine did shoot up for the finish of the punk MJF match. Could that be because older women are attracted to punk? I know we're digging deep here, but I mean, <laughs> right, right? I guess, yeah. Like he's, a, he's in his 40s, like, you you know, so it would make sense that, like, women 35 and up might be horny for him, right? More so than younger. <laughs> younger women would think he's too old for them, like. Yeah, he's kind of a, uh, he's a weird-looking dude, too. I, I get it. I totally get it. it it's, he's the type of guy that, like, anybody, anytime I've ever watched with the, either, with, like, other women, they either think he's, like, the hottest dude in the world or the ugliest dude in the world, with, like, no in between. I'm going to ask TLB. I don't think I've ever asked her about punk. She, the nurse you know, thinks he's the most disgusting human being on earth. Like she thinks he's gross. Yeah. TLB is into like um a hint of gray, like in a beard. Oh, and, okay, yeah. This this current CM Punk might be it for her then. Yeah, he looks like a distinguished fella now. So she likes the hint of gray. Yeah, the touch of gray. She, okay. And she likes facial hair. And um but it, she's weird about it. It has to be like two days growth of facial hair. Oh. If you have a big beard, she doesn't like it. How you doing, TLB? That's me all day. <laughs> I got a little gray in my yeah. uh, two-day-old uh, beard, so yeah. You know what? I have to know. If she's in the other room. Yeah, let, let's do this now. We'll, we can wait for Rev Pro. Let's see, let's see. She's next door. Uh, the furniture finally arrived for the 4TV den, which... <laughs> have you been sitting on a floor? No, we've had just like a cheap futon in there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it wasn't comfortable, obviously. It was just something to hold us over. Rich, for did nine I get... months. <laughs> right, yeah. Rich, I got those TVs in, during baseball season. And we ordered the furniture, and like they, the shit didn't come until yesterday. Yeah, my buddy moved into an apartment and uh, didn't have furniture in it for five months. So I was like, can I see your new place? He's like, we can literally sit on the floor. I don't have anything. I walk in, I go to my bed, I like, I don't do anything. So uh, eventually he, he did get it. So I have, uh, I've gone to his. I'm gonna, I, this will take. 10 seconds. Let me okay. see if she's in the yeah, room. Yeah. Joe going to check on the TLB. I just want to say, if she likes a little stubble with some gray in the beard, then... Yeah. That's me. I'm just saying. Okay. I don't know if Joe's got any facial hair, to be honest. I think I might have more gray than, Jay, than Joe does. So. Anyway. All right. So I asked her to come in real quick because we want to uh, ask her if she would bang this guy. And she was like, oh, yeah, I love that. Let I'm going to send a picture of myself over and then get the uh, the assessment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's see. Let's see what she does. Here she comes. So I've got – I just yeah. did a basic Google image okay. search. So you just did CM Punk on, on Google. I'm trying to see maybe what Everyone could look at the same pictures. Okay. All right. So we want to know if you would bang this guy. Now, give it some thought. Don't just – and I'll pull up okay. – uh, so this is pro wrestler CM Punk. Here's a nice picture of him smiling. Uh, what else you want to see? You see anything else you like here? Anything you want to enlarge? You know this one? Okay. Okay, like. You want to see this one? Okay. He's well. He's more. He's more well groomed than usual. There, I would say. I like him he's, well groomed. You like him well groomed. So you think he look kind of looks skanky looking in some of these? Okay, a couple of them he looks like a smoker at a bar. 
makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. A little grungy, but like maybe on on a night where I'm, you know, liquored up. Mm. <laughs> take it. Um, yeah. But he's not like the, he's not, I don't know. So, all right. I mean, she's trying to say yeah, she, but she, she, we don't, right, we don't care. She could just say no. It's fine. So, know. hold on, hold on. Say what you just said. The truth is, the truth is, I would bang him. The truth is, you would bang him. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. okay, but you but would not be happy but, about it, clearly. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, like, marry him. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, he's no JL, is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're saying. I mean, Dave, come on now. No yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, but, I mean, he looks, you know. So this is a guy, Let me, I think I could phrase this. This is a guy you would bang, but it's not someone you would pursue hard. No, this person is coming to me and I might let him have it. Depending on the night. Right. Right. right, right. And if, and if it's also possible, okay, is this fair to say if he did pursue you in a bar, you might, you might say no, depending on your mood. Right. Right. So <laughs> yeah. it, could, it could go either way if he pursued you. Yeah. I mean, some, it just, pictures are difficult. I mean, like some yeah. pictures and like, oh yeah, yes. What about these prison tattoos? You into that? <laughs> Do you really want to know about that? You kind of like that, don't you? I don't mind the tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind them. I don't right. Know, like, oh my God, stay away. You have tattoos. Or like, come here. You have tattoos. You know what I mean? I'm kind of neutral. Yeah, you're kind of neutral all the way. And on they're this. not bad. Those actually, that's actually pretty good work. So I wouldn't call that prison tat. Oh, you. Oh, I got you. So that's not, that's it is good. Tattoo. He does have very good. That is the one. I thing was unfair nurse... about the tattoos. Yeah. They're not like cutting open your skin and using pen ink. Oh, and in this picture, you, yeah. that, he looks very cute in that one. This one's probably from like 2013. <laughs> yeah, he's like way younger than that. Um, one. <laughs> for the benefit of the for the benefit of the listeners, she's looking at like prime WWE CM. Yeah, like, oh yeah, you know? he's in like perfect shape at that time. He's getting he's sleep. in the best shape yeah. of his life. He's he doesn't have any gray he yet. Well, but you kind of like the gray. I love the gray. I what love I tell the you. Gray. She oh. loves the gray. Loves I'm, the I'm saying, I gotta gray. send a picture of me over. That's he's in the gray stubble. <laughs> All right. Well, that was very helpful. That we was good. Curious that about was good. That. Okay. I'll see you later. All right. So there you go. There was uh, a that okay take on CM Punk. Yeah. So we, what we've reached now is the the thing though is CM Punk's got like all time game. Yeah. So he's so, he's locking this down for sure. Like he's I, getting her. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right now. I know my wife. I saw her give the assessment. I believe her when she says she's not crazy about the way he looks. But I know for a fact if he tried, he'd he'd bang her. Right. Like so so they're they're at a bar. She's swirling yeah. a drink. He's at the end of the bar. He noticed her. He walks up. She's like, oh, here we go. But like 30 minutes into that conversation. He's got it done, right? We know he he's a closer. He is a closer for sure. So she's he's like, an all time oh, closer. Like, and... I'll talk to this guy, but I really and then thirty minutes later, it's it's done. You know what I mean? The deal is the deed is done. Without question, he's an all time closer, and he's good enough to where he can where if someone closed on her, she's gonna she's gonna yeah, go for right. it. So the bottom line is, and she wouldn't know who he was, by the way. Like she, she doesn't, she doesn't know who any, she knows the rock and Hulk Hogan. Like that's it. So if, if that ever did happen, like she, his fame wouldn't help that because she would have no clue who he was. And he wouldn't need that uh, anyway. He wouldn't even use it or need it anyway. I don't think that's his game either. You know, that's, that's, that's true. I don't, I don't, he's married obviously. Yeah. I don't, 
I, I have no reason to think he's like, you know, philandering around. But if he were single, you might be right about that. He might not be a guy who'd be like, hey, I'm on TV. Yeah, I don't think he would. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that vibe from him. I don't pick up that vibe either. But, um, all right. There so you go. The, the debut of the segment, will you bang this guy? <laughs> like, she would do him, but he's no JL. I mean, you heard it straight from her mouth. So, you know, there you go. Um, you know, I thought about doing a behind the paywall podcast with TLB and one of the big segments was going to be, would you, and this is what we would do. Yeah. Play this game I think, I think it could work. Person. I think it's good. It'd be fun because she doesn't know who they are. And she's got good assessments about like, okay, well he looks like a smoker. If I was at the bar and like had yeah. a few drinks in me, like I like that. That was a good assessment there. Yeah. And I, you know, I could she knows how to do it. Not a yes, not a yes or a no. You know what I mean? She, she gave some detail, gave some explanation. She's a, she's a natural. So. And I could toss a lady or two in there because, you know, she digs that. Oh, for so sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that could be a good segment. We'll see what the people say, though. Yeah, would you? Yeah. Would be... so, all right. Let's uh, let's get to this RevPro show, and then we'll uh, close uh, this uh, this night out. Um, Oh, real, real quickly, too, I wanted to, I did want to touch on this. Uh, tomorrow night, AAW uh, in Chicago, uh, 115 Bourbon Street. If you're in the Chicagoland area, you can watch it there. Uh, also on fight, a uh, pretty pretty fun card. Uh, Matt Fitchett versus Laredo Kid uh, is your main event. That's for the AEW uh, heavyweight title. That should be a hell of a match. Uh, Ace Austin, Davey Vega, a meet and greet with Ron Simmons. If you're gonna be there, you can get to uh, Mike Bennett and Josh Alexander. That's a pretty interesting match. Interesting to see that. Silas Young, Manders, a bull rope, and you got uh, uh, yeah, it's. You know. Silas Young and Manders in a bull rope. Yes, match? yeah, of course. Hmm. That, that peaked up my attention. Yeah, that's, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting, <laughs> interesting booking right. here. Uh, Fred, uh, Fred Yehav versus Shaft, unsanctioned. There must be a winner. Yeah, Yeah, has done awesome work in AEW so far. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Fitch Laredo Kid should be really awesome. Laredo Kid's been awesome in AEW. Oh, J- oh, this you like this one, Jake something and Russ Jones. You you've watched a little Russ Jones. Oh, Russ Jones. I mean, you know, those are that- dudes. Those are. Bearded dudes are gonna fuck the hell out of yeah. each other. That's gonna be awesome. So whoa, whoa easy, easy. <laughs> Yo, listen, I don't know what you're saying about Rush Jones and Jake something. I mean, that's possible. I don't, I don't yeah, know how I, this man rolls, we'll but geez, you're implying that we're gonna get a live sex show here. So. Uh, you know what? Things happen at 115 Bourbon Street. You never know what's gonna happen. So I'm very tune in on fight. <laughs> tune in on fight. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck each other up is what I meant to say. I missed a very important word in that, uh, in that fuck sentence. Fuck each other. Okay. <laughs> right. I missed All up, right. which is a big, big qualifier in that sentence. So, uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's going on. So I just want to quickly talk about that. That's on fight. So I'll be, I'll definitely be checking that out. Uh, TBD on going to the show. It's it's a little rough to get there on a Friday night, but I'll probably be watching on fight if I if I can't make it. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's get to uh, this Rev Pro show. High stakes twenty twenty two. I thought this was a hell of a show. We have to start with the main event. Rev Pro undisputed British heavyweight title match. Will Ospreay versus Michael Oku. I'm going to get on my phone right now to see what it is on Grapple because the last I checked, this match was, let me see what the most recent is on this one. It is, as of this recording, 4.82 yeah. on Grapple. Yeah, this... I mean, this, this was, was good. Incredible. I helped. Uh, well, I, I guess I re- reduced the average a little bit by being a coward and going four point seven five. But yeah, this is uh, this is special. Nine point three two on the cage match. Yeah, if go watch this match. If you haven't watched this, go watch this match. This is uh, one of the greatest matches you're going to see this year for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
and, and it's not just okay. So I don't think it's like some kind of work rate classic necessarily, but you know, we just talked about MJF versus Punk being classic pro wrestling, and so was this in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, Will Ospreay has just blossomed into arguably the best heel in the business. I mean, he's just so hateable, and uh, that was on full display here. With oh, the, from the from the entrance on, I mean, it, 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 everything that you saw in the Tokyo Dome when we had the same discussion about him was here at RevPro. So he comes out, he's got the video before this long drawn out video that shows all of his title defenses against like Carl Fredericks and stuff. You're like, dude, those are come on, man. Like, you know, he's, yeah. he's it, oh, I beat this guy and I beat this guy, and it's like the guys he's listing are just nobodies. You know what I mean? They're like guys that are just, and he should be beating these guys. That's the heat, though. Again, you yeah. dummies, that's the heat. Yeah. And now he's got this new song. It's a slowed down orchestra version of his theme music. Yeah, and it's long and it takes forever and it's not that loud. And then he comes out in his garish. You know, his weird hair and his garish gear. And people get mad about this and go, what is this? He's a fucking heel. He's a troll shithead. Like, Yeah. It's, people, uh, so, people just can't get worked anymore, man. It's it's. Well, they do. I mean, because. The, the I guess they are getting worked because they're getting really upset about Will Ospreay again. Well, I mean, the crowd was on fire for this. Yeah. I mean, and, and then uh, just the stuff down the stretch. I mean, so Oku's family is in the front row. His girlfriend, what looked to be his parents. They, they were they were his parents, yeah. Because he went up to them at one point and hugged them or whatever. So th- those were his parents, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, so they ended up being a part of the match. And, you know, at one point, when when Will pulled her over the guardrail, and she's a she is a wrestler, by the way. She's a, uh, um, I think she works in uh, Ireland. I think someone said in our in our Discord, I'll have to double check it. Yeah, I, for, I um, they, they said her name, but I, I I'll be honest, I forgot what it was. So, she she's a I've never seen her wrestle, but the point is, he pulls her over the guardrail, and the crowd just comes unglued for this fucking spot. I thought I thought the parents were gonna come out. I thought there were other people. It looked like people wanted to get over that guardrail and fight Osprey. That was like one of those. And yeah, it was Oku awesome. gives him like a missile drop kick, and the bump that Osprey takes into the opposite guardrail off of that dropkick, and then the crowd fucking explodes. Yeah. And he, do, he does, like, a, a pump the crowd up thing, and, the I mean, the, the place is shaking at this point. Oh, shaking. my God. They just the, – the, the gasp from that crowd when he yanks her over the guardrail to throttle her, and then um, the match continues, and and uh, and then, you know, Amir, Amir up- Blair is her name. Amir Blair. She is – yeah. I think she um, – I don't know where – I'm trying to look. Yeah. Not a ton of places, but yeah, Amir Blair is her name. She she is. She worked OTT. I'm trying to find out right now. Yeah, her uh, Instagram is not uh, giving me that info exactly. Find out. Yeah, um, wrestling. Sarah Four L in the Discord says she works in. Uh, she's from Northern Ireland and gets booked in OTT. It says. Okay, all right, there you go. Um. So anyway, then the match continues on, and eventually Osprey takes control, and he can put him away. And he hits the hidden blade, but he picks him up at two. So my guy's gonna give him another one. So he gives him another one for good measure, and he picks him up at two. And then how many did he give him? Nine? I think it was like yeah, that? it was something like that. And and for people that don't know, the 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 stipulation was that this match cannot be stopped by the referee because they, they right. before the match started, they both agreed that hey, no matter what happens in that ring, the referee cannot stop the match. And yeah, so 
Yeah. Osprey taking full advantage of just the opportunity to literally try to kill Michael Oku. And the thing about Oku, and we say this all the time, he's not a great wrestler. He had what his biggest strength is, is he's an incredible baby face and he has uncanny crowd connection and he's very sympathetic and these fans love him. And you have this hated guy and he's just giving him all these hidden blades and the ref is powerless. The ref can do nothing. And, and, uh, 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 Connors, what's his name? Uh, Connor Mills, Connor Mills. He's got the towel and he's threatening to throw a towel in, but I don't even think that would help. Like, like the ref cannot stop this. So, and, and Oku's telling him, don't throw the towel. Oku's, he's got, oh, they do, they do a spot. Yeah. It's a little bit of, it's a little bit of like melodrama NXT, but it works after a 45 minute grueling match or whatever. But like Mills is putting his hand in the ring. Like, just tell me, man. And Oku grabs it and just goes, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't throw the towel in. And then at one point, um, somebody does throw the towel in. Yeah, the, the 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 girlfriend throws the towel in. Well, I think Mills threw the towel in, but then Osprey grabbed it and tossed it in her face. Yeah, Osprey caught it or whatever and threw it back and hit her in the face with it. And the crowd just fucking, they want this man dead. He does have his pockets of fans, though, I noticed. Because when he pinned, when he finally pinned them, there was like this whole pocket of dudes who jumped up and were screaming. Um, but for the most part, there's like a thousand people, like somewhere between 800 and and 1,100 people in there. I think that's what that building holds. And they just, 90% of them wanted this man dead. And after like the nine hidden blades and like to the front of the face and to the back, just every version, him. Yeah, every version, every style of, <laughs> of hidden blade you could possibly. Like, I am going to kill this man. And then he finally puts him away. And, um, you know, then the, the girlfriend hops in the ring. I will say one thing. His parents kind of like, they had shit eating grin on the, grins on their faces, which was like the opposite of how you probably want them reacting to their son, like being killed, like literally killed. But they're not in the business, and you kind of have to give them a pass. You know what I mean? But the girlfriend was tremendous. Yeah, she was good, and uh, it really enhanced the match. And look, Will Osprey was great. He's always great. Oku is great at the things that he's great at. He's never going to be a refined worker. I don't think that's ever going to be the case. He's a little older than people think. He's not like 22 years old. He's like 30. Um, and, you know, he doesn't – he's never going to have a great body. He's a smaller guy. But what he has is that crowd connection. And he does – he's very sympathetic. And, um, you know, he held his own in the match. And the one spot off the top turnbuckle through the table on the floor, which was the fucking sick. Um, yeah, for and- people that didn't see this match, which, by the way – Again, I'll recommend go see this. Ref Pro on demand. Uh, you can find it there. Uh, Oku is like at the top rope about to do a move, and Will comes out of nowhere and shoves him in the ass, and Oku just goes flying like halfway across the, the fucking building through the like the, the ring announcer's table with the belts on it and stuff. Yeah. It looks crazy. I mean, it's cr- and it's one of these things that like the announcers and the crowd sold it like it was a shoot. It wasn't like a normal table spot where a table set up and a guy goes through a table and people go, ah, it was just like, fuck you, Will. Like, how dare you? Like, it, it almost like they thought that like I, the fans bought into it, that this guy, this was not a planned spot, that this guy just shoved this guy halfway across the ring through a table that he wasn't supposed to go through because it wasn't a set up table. It wasn't cleared off. There were people still at the table. Like, it was a hell of a bump. Right. And it totally changed the entire match from that point forward because Oku's then bleeding. It turns it from a, just a, a back and forth wrestling match to a literal fight. 
Because at that point now, he's pissed off about all this stuff. Oku. And, and everybody, and, by the end of this, everyone's a bloody mess. Right. This, this was a, a, like an old school world title match. You know, American territory world title. It, it had that feel. And, you know, it, it, it was, uh, it had all that emotion that comes with that and the nastiness and the blood. And this was uh, a very different kind of match. Like, I thought they would go in there and just have a great Will Ospreay Rev Pro world title match. They No, they did something completely different here. And I have to tell you, when it was all over, Rich, we all thought RKJ would be the guy to beat Osprey. It has to be Oku now. It's got to be, yeah. It really you does. cannot. Yeah, he's got to come back and win this match. <laughs> he's got to do this. Yeah. It has to be. Like, you can't, it can't not be Oku. And it has to happen in the big building, in that building that they run, the, um, the fuck is the name of that build? The, the uh, oh, your right. call. It's got to be call, your call. call. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where, and it would anyway, because that's you know, unless they run something bigger at some point. But and 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 the other thing about it is, and I hope they do this. I don't know when their next. Let me see if uh, let me see if I could find when their next shows are because Oku should be written off for a while. He, after the way that match was laid out at the end, he should not work at least the next couple of shows. I know that's tricky with indies, and I know. You can't always do that kind of stuff. And if their next shows aren't until a month from now, then okay, then maybe it's not. But if they've got shows like next weekend or the weekend after, and I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, he's got to take a couple weeks off for sure. He shouldn't work them. I mean, he he should not work those shows. And he should sell this because this was as vicious and nasty of an ending of a finish as you'll ever see. I mean, the idea was he was he was trying to kill this guy. And... Uh, it was just a, it was a great match. It was a spectacle. It was emotional. Everybody was great in it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I highly recommend. I almost went five myself. I yeah, couldn't, I, go went all four, the way. I went four and three quarters like an absolute coward. But, like, you, and you mentioned a little bit earlier that Oku is great in this match. Like, Oku is, is really good. But for all that, like, Will is just in another fucking stratosphere, dude. Like, he is just the He's so best. good. And it's like, and he could do anything. He could be, he's now doing this new heel thing, which who knew he had this in him? And he could right. be so great as a heel world champion. Like, Did we knew he was. One flip this entire match. Maybe two. Two Spanish flies. So, if you see anybody that say, ah, Will, flips, just ignore that person. Because they're not watching. Now he's doing it anymore. They're yeah. not, yeah. They're not, they're not watching. They're doing a bad faith argument. So, just ignore those people. Because he. He's not a flip guy anymore. He the, 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 he started this match off by they were wrestling. They were doing some kind of grappling on the ground. And Oku ha- was laying on the mat. And I think Will was trying for an arm bar or something like that. He just kneels on his neck. You know, it like. Yeah. I it was awesome. It was about. like, it was yeah, so. Because yeah. like it's Will and you're thinking people are still caught in this like, oh, it's like 2016. Best of the Super Juniors with Ricochet. No, nah, man, it's a completely different Will Ospreay. I mean, just early on in this match, he just sits on this guy's neck, just puts his 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 knee right on his neck just to kind of say, nah, this is I'm, I'm, I'm looking to kill you, man. Like, this yeah. is not a wrestling match. I'm going to you are going to leave this ring dead. Like, that's all that there is to it. Yeah. I mean, we've now we've now seen him do it all. I mean, he was the best junior in the world. He, you know, then he moved up to heavyweight, and we've seen him be a great babyface. We've seen him do plunder. I mean, you know, in progress, the plunder match with Jimmy Havoc a couple of years ago, or three or four years ago, that was that was great. We've seen him great in tags. Now we see him as as like a heel world champion. Um, you know, he's just 
He can he's, do he's everything. Tw- he's 28 years old, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's got 10 years What did years you do when you were 28? What were, what were you doing by 28? Like, I mean, but seriously, he's got 10 years of prime in front of him. Yeah. And, and eventually, you know, his body will start to break down and maybe he'll, he'll cash in and go to WWE or whatever, you know, who knows, but he's got 10 years of prime in front of him. And he's arguably been the best wrestler in the world over the last two or three years. And it, it, and you know, this ref pro run has been fantastic. Um, But Oku has to be the guy to beat him now with the way that they laid this out. And, you know, so maybe, you know, and RKJ definitely feels like a top guy here now with that, with the way that they elevated him. And he won again on this show. Yeah. But maybe we were wrong. And, and, you know, I think it would be a mistake if Oku wasn't the one to beat him now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good problem to have that you got a few guys now that feel like the, the guy. Guys, yeah. 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 For sure. Like, like the guy that needs to, to, to knock him off. So that's, that's definitely cool. But yeah, go, go out of your way to check this match out. Uh, this whole show is pretty damn awesome. It, it still has some of RevPro's um, unfortunate production <laughs> snafus, including the audio being out of sync, uh, which is not great for uh, some of this. I think so. I watched half of this a couple days ago and then the other half today. And today the audio seemed a little bit better than it did. I don't know if that's just my body and my mind adjusting to it or if they actually did fix the video, but uh, that was an issue at the beginning. But I mean, yeah, there's a little production issues that, that go into this, but I, I think, I mean, this show, there, there's some other stuff on this too. This uh, was a great show. It was great. Top to bottom, really, really good stuff. Uh, Gabriel Kidd and Francisco Akira, awesome. 15 minutes, bell rings. These guys just beat the fuck out of each other from the moment the match starts to the moment it ends. Uh, I thought the undisputed tag title match, the Sunshine Machine Aussie Open, was really, really good. This yeah. is the best that Sunshine Machine looks like. This it is, is. This is classic TK Cooper. This is the one that we, we've been talking about for months. Like, we wanted that TK Cooper to come back. He was great in this match. I'm going to be careful in my praise because they were in there with Aussie Open. who Right, be- right. I'd like to see them against a team that's not one of the best tag teams in the world. Which, by the way, Aussie Open, if you have not seen them, you don't. You maybe seen them once or twice or whatever, stop sleeping on it. I mean, this is, you know... It, Keep your FTR. <laughs> this is the best tag team in the world, man. You know they what I mean? Might like, be the best, they might be the best tag team in the world. They they never – they deliver every time. Yeah. The Bucks, Penta, Phoenix, obviously they're all in the running, but Aussie oh, Open is, is – is, they're right in that mix there. Right in that and mix. They're definitely in the mix. And what – can we talk about Kyle Fletcher for a minute? We can definitely talk about Kyle Fletcher. I first, love to talk about Kyle Fletcher. <laughs> first, he's a toothpick, and we're all like he's got to gain weight. Then during the pandemic, he's like a hoss. Yeah, he got real big. Yeah, he got, oh, yeah oh what happened? God. I didn't. He's I thought like he was. Fucking... I thought he got hurt here because all of a so sudden, listen, I'm like... so listen, so listen. So he, he during the pandemic, he becomes like a legitimate hoss because he's tall, and he puts on that weight, and he's thick in the middle, and he's still moving real good. And it's like, whoa, this is a change, and this is great for him. Now he's like cut, and he's <laughs> yeah. like he's got like a Rick Rude type thin cut physique, like not as defined as Rude was or thick. But that like thin, cut up six pack. This guy goes through more body changes in the last eighteen months. He's had every kind of body type. It's crazy. He's in the best shape he's ever been in. I mean, he looks phenomenal. This is the look. This is the hardest physique to maintain, but this is the one he should try to keep because he looks great. Yeah, physically. On this show. Yeah, for a second I was like, man, where's Kyle Fletcher even been? I'm like, wait, that's Kyle Fletcher. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Like, I'm, I'm looking yeah. for I'm looking for my big beef boy, and he's not there. And I'm like, where the fuck? What happened to Kyle Fletcher? I'm like, wait, that's him. Like, yeah, this man is, is, has gained and lost 100 pounds 
And then, yeah, in, in, yeah, it is pretty wild. Yeah, he was a toothpick three years ago. Then he was about 280, you know, after the pandemic. Yeah, I don't know if he was that. No, big. no, he wasn't 280. He wasn't 280. But he was a big, 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 thick boy. And now he's just like cut to fucking shreds. So it's uh, pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, not, yeah, not Rick Root style, like you said, but definitely cut. Yeah, he's like, he's got like an eight pack. Yeah. Like he was, yeah. he's looking very, like, I don't know, he, just a lot of body tra- uh, transformations. But yeah, that was a great match. Probably a little too long and a little too spotty, but, um, you know, it's an indie show and, and they're out there, you know, everyone's trying to steal the show. So I get it. But yeah, um, really good match. And Gabe Kidd, Frances- uh, Francesco Akira, the good Italian boy. I mean, you talked about it a little bit. Rich Gabe Kidd is a fucking monster. Oh, this he guy's is gonna be a star. He's that that those those New Japan Lions, they're all over the place right now. A bunch of them are you know here. A bunch of them are in in, in America. A few are here. Like, dude, there is a crop of guys that are absolute dudes right now. And yeah. Shota Umino, we're gonna talk about him a little bit earlier. I, I think he's probably lower on that list these days. Uh, Yota Suji, I do like. I think there's still a little bit of work that he needs. Uh, Yui Uomura, I think, is still solid. I'm, I'm still circling him. But then these other guys, dude. The, the, the Clark Connors, the um, uh, Gabe Kids, you know, that that gen- that group right there. Coughlin. Alex Coughlin, who's great now, too. Like, we, a couple years ago, said, lock it down, Carl Fredericks, superstar, future star. He's like the least of the guys that I'm excited about these days. Yeah. He still has the best look, but oh, dude, other... I don't know if he has the best look anymore. Yeah, he's tall. He's like six three. Oh, and he... dude, Clark Connor's got a good look. Yeah, no, listen, these other guys are fucking monsters, though. They're <laughs> these machines. Are dudes, yeah. You, you, you like if you haven't seen I talked about the Gabe Kid match against Kingston. Did you like ever these, see that or no? Yes, I did. Yeah. All what what has to happen is these guys need to come together again and you just need to see them all at the same time to yes. realize like, holy crap, these well, guys on this show are... there were two of them. Yeah. You know? And Kid is just a fucking beast. The only problem I had with Kid and the good Italian boy is I thought I could not buy Akira going toe to toe in a physical striking match with Kid. I don't know if that was a problem for you. It was a little bit of a problem for me. I'm not saying the match wasn't great because it was, but that's not what Francisco Akira is. And it was hard for me to take him seriously in these strike battles with Gabe Kid, who is like coming across like the most dangerous wrestler in the world these days. Like he's just a monster. It's hard to explain unless you watch the matches. Yeah. yeah, He's insane. He's going to be great. I mean, really, he has a chance to be a, to go to new Japan and just be a fucking superstar. So, but it's good to see Francisco Akira here very quickly. They have a, they have a show we're told in the room in three days RKJ versus Gabe Kidd is on that show, which I have to see that match. Sounds awesome. And Oku is on the card. He's wrestling Callum Newman. So oh, they're not, they're not selling on. the finish, which is just very disappointing. Um, you better be in, in taped up and lose that match in like two minutes. If I was booking, lose the match. if I was booking, he comes in with a, a, his arm taped up, gets in the ring, and gets beaten in like two minutes just to, to sell that injury. But, you know. I agree. He's probably going to win the match. But if he's he definitely going to win the match. It'll be a 20-minute match, and he's going to win it. So If he loses the match, though... And the story is it's because he's beaten up physically. I'll give them a pass for booking him because that's a good story yeah, too. Right, right, right. I don't have a problem with that. The other thing though about Oku is his whole thing is 
getting destroyed and constantly kicking out. That's like part of his gimmick. Yes. So all of his matches are like that, and sometimes much to their detriment. Like, it's not so much a fighting spirit thing. It's not so much like 2013 Davy Richards. It's more like his essence is that he's never the tougher guy in the match, but he has more heart. He survives, yeah. He'll always survive a match. He's got more heart than you do, but yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, the the thing, and that was kind of the case, which is why that kind of finish is perfect to do with, with all the elbows. So very quickly, Ricky Knight Jr. got a win over Luke Jacobs. Luke Jacobs is a guy who he has no charisma whatsoever, but it's very clear he has the tools to be a very good wrestler. The problem is Luke Jacobs has the charisma of a fucking saltine cracker. Yeah. yeah, he's just it's he's a charisma voice, an unsalted saltine cracker, unfortunately. So, yeah. Now, I mean, look, he's a, he's a he's a kid. He's probably in his early twenties. I first saw him on those uh, empty building progress shows, and then Rev started using them because him and Ethan Allen are the tag team, and yeah. mm. both of them have a ton of potential they just have to find their charisma you know and, and a lot of times i think we're a little too hard on these young wrestlers not everybody's gonna be a prodigy you know what i mean like it takes it takes some time sometimes you know and there's people on this card you can point to look at gabe kid look at dan maloney we thought dan maloney was a jag a couple of years ago he found his charisma you know so a guy like luke jacobs is a perfect guy to let marinate on the undercard and and see if he can develop some charisma down the line. But this was a good win for Ricky Knight Jr. He's out of like the top mix right now. But I thought that was a really good match. And um, uh, Dan Maloney, Callum Newman. You know the prelim matches weren't great, but they were they were all good. They were all solid. And Maloney beats Newman. And uh, Shota Aminu, Yota Suji. I didn't think this was. It was like a three star match. I, yeah. I didn't think. <sighs> Yeah, that was exactly that at three. Either? No, I was yeah. exactly at three. It was it was it was solid effort, but yeah, none of these guys like I'm just looking for that oomph. There's no there's no pizzazz. I don't know, there's no there's nothing there. Yeah. I mean Aminu, I'm like, this guy was like a big charisma guy and he's just out there just wrestling. And 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 Yota Suji, I know he's kind of wrestling to his gimmick right now, and he's wrestling to yeah, Lord yeah. Gideon Gray, and that's and he's kind of doing that sort of thing, so I get it. I need to see a lot more out of Umino, man. You're the baby face here. You know what I mean? You're the big conquering baby, and it's just not there's not that, you know. I'm just not seeing that out of him, so I'm a, I'm a little disappointed in his 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 progress. I think the pandemic really derailed him big time. He came back out of shape. He's back in shape. Yeah, he's in shape now. It's just like yeah. he doesn't have. I don't know. He there's lost just this, a little something. There's just yeah. some sort of yeah. There's I don't know. You just don't feel it. He comes out there and they were just wrestling a match. They were just having a 16 minute wrestling match. And I don't know. I need a little bit more out of these guys. His stock's down. Him and Carl Fredericks, their stock is down, and these other guys, their stock is up. I mean, you know, and that's going to fluctuate and, and, and go back and forth. Um, and then Alex Coughlin was a big surprise. He wasn't even booked. So they opened the show with, with Lord Gideon Gray cutting a promo, and Coughlin interrupts him and just kills him in a minute. And he announced later on that he's no longer a young lion. Yep. So, and he looked great, like he always does. And he looked like a beast. So it looks like he's going to be working here moving forward. Man, you know, Rev is always well booked and all that. And it's kind <laughs> of become, it's kind of become a meme. With our <laughs> listeners, where they, they're like, "Oh, Joe's gonna tell us how well booked Rev Pro is again," you know. But it's like now, sorry, this, <laughs> I mean, they are. But look at this roster they're building too. I mean, yeah, it's a loaded uh, roster, man. If, I mean, if because they, they can keep getting these, if they can keep getting these these New Japan Young Lions guys and, and getting them better, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches then because you got Coglin, 
Yeah, I'm down on Aminu, but that's a good roster guy. Yotasuji, a good roster guy. Dan Maloney, like we said, he's become a dude. Callum Newman, we said, is, is, is Asprey's protege, so he's he's awesome. Ricky Knight Jr., that in, in a year that they've turned that guy into a guy. Gabriel Kidd rules. <laughs> Akira, I think he's hurt now, but he, he pops in every so often, too. He's great. And then, yeah, Sunshine Machine, if you can figure out with them. Aussie Open's Aussie Open. Oku's Oku and, and Will Ospreay's I mean that, that's a fucking great roster. Like Yeah, yeah. And and like JJ Gale didn't even wrestle. Yeah, oh yeah, show. yeah. There's I mean there's a bunch of dudes that we didn't even mention. So yeah, their women's division has been decimated. Um, so that's unfortunate. But like I mean, yeah, they they got a lot of guys on this roster that are really, really good. So yeah, you gotta keep your eye on Ref Bro, man. And 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 they keep they keep building them. Like you have Callum Newman and Luke Jacobs and JJ Gale kind of like marinating and learning and and working underneath and you know they'll be uh the next wave eventually and oh, Con- connor mills who obviously he was just you know seconding um oku on this match but yeah you got connor mills yeah connor mills uh, yeah and you know oku's tag team partner and um you know he's kind of like a i always call him like uh um oh man like, who's the guy i don't like in game changer um <laughs> you gotta be more specific <laughs> No, the, the the kid that tries really hard, but he just isn't. He's just not very good. Uh, um, Again, you have to be a little <laughs> bit more specific. The one that was in MLW teaming with Myron Reed. Oh, Jordan uh, Oliver. Jordan Oliver. He's like the British Jordan Oliver to me, Connor Mills. Like th- their their body type, their look, the way they work. They kind of both have two left feet at times, but the effort's there. That's what I'm trying to get to here. Uh, before we ended up doing an unintentional comedy bit on the game changer roster. <laughs> but, um, and then there was Alex Windsor against Charlie Evans, which um, I mean, it was a match. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the you point. got anything to add? I have nothing to add. Yeah. That, that women's roster, unfortunately it was a, it just gets decimated. It was a highlight during the pandemic. And then like it got one by one, people got signed. Then they had an announced match, and then both those people got signed, and then they just were like, "All right, who can who's not leaving?" <laughs> you know, it's essentially at that point, it's like who's here right now and who's not leaving. Uh, essentially, it it's gotten to the point where obviously they're not going to be able to do this because people can't can't handle it, but they should probably just not have. So. I mean, during the empty arena pandemic, they had Giselle Shaw, B Priestley, um, Jamie Hader, well, Jamie Hader, you know, and then they brought in. Um, I heard uh, Sky Smithson they brought in to be part of Legion. And then every time, and like they just all got picked off one by one. Right. You know, and, and, and then, uh, so, you know, Windsor's the champ and she's all right. And, and Charlie Evans, I mean, I don't know. People tell me she's better at death matches. I'll take their word for it. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, because she's not that good at wrestling matches. So. I mean, I thought this was just like a basic two and a half. Yeah, it's star fine. Match. It wasn't like it was, horribly bad. It, it wasn't was just, offensive or bad. No, or no. It's just it was such a really good show, and then there was just this match here that was just like, eh, you know what I mean? It was fine. It wasn't offensive at any rate. It's just like, yeah, it's uninspiring. Is probably the best way to uh, to put it. So, Rich, do we need the ten minute Kaitel promo afterwards? Do we? Oh need that? my god, what the hell was this? I don't, I don't think we need that. What was this? She's just going on and on and on. You can't hear it on the video. I have no idea. I'm like, what's the point? We heard you. Let's get to the point. And the point was the big high on return. So, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, they keep trying to replenish. Yeah, I'll I give mean, them credit. I'll give them credit. You know, it'd be real easy to just hand wave it. But you can't. You're not going to get away with not having a women's division. No, I get I, I, for sure. But why? like, why did this promo have to go for as long as it went on for. I know like, it was way too long what was you the point let's get it point. let's yeah. go you get to the point but 
you try being a UK indie post speaking out without a women's division. That's yeah. just not going <laughs> to No, no. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. So they keep losing everybody, but they keep replacing. And, um, you know, because during the heart of the pandemic, it was like it wasn't like the token title match. There were like down card stuff going on, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now it's just like, yeah, they actually the had it. Uh, they were booking to it and booking forward and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, now it, it does feel kind of just like we have to have a women's match. On Here's show, a title so, match because yeah. we got to put a title and it's just the title match and all that. But um, it was fine. I mean, you know, it was to me, it was totally inoffensive, but, uh, you know, nothing I'm going to recommend. So the rest of the show, you know. Um, and, and it built like as the show moved on, everything got better and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I could pretty much recommend to. the entire show. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Go watch I think I would show. honestly say just watch the whole show if you if you have the chance, if you have the opportunity, you have the time, just watch the whole show. So, so the show on the sixth, and remember, everything's on their service. You can watch it all. You got RKJ versus Gabe Kidd. You've got Aussie Open versus Uminu and Suji, and you've got there was a third match here. Oh, and Oku versus Callum Newman. Um, that's all from the chat from, uh, the swink. This guy's a gimmick name, this swink here. Um, but those are three matches that are on the sixth as the follow-up to this show. So, um, we keep an eye on rev pro moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff. So that, uh, that is that. So this is, this is the episode of the flagship, uh, of course, flagship, patreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, voices of wrestling.com slash Patreon. $5 and $10 tiers for all that great stuff. Uh, I did. I, I forgot to mention it during the uh, Dynamite segment that we're going to do, but uh, uh, a couple a couple of months ago, Suit Williams wrote a great article for Voices of Wrestling talking about Dynamite and how great the wrestling matches have been on Dynamite, including some some underrated ones. I gave you like the top of the top, like match of the year level matches, but there's been a lot of stuff on there as well. So it was called the Dynamite Dozen. Uh, on VoicesWrestling.com by Suit Williams. Definitely recommend checking that out to just, again, reiterate my point that like we're getting really, really good wrestling on Dynamite, and I don't know if a lot of people are fully, fully appreciating uh, that all the way. But, uh, yeah, that is all up at VoicesWrestling.com, uh, Patreon.com slash VoicesWrestling, as I mentioned. And, uh, yeah, that's it for us. So for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Creech. We'll talk to you next time on the Flagship Podcast. Take care. <laughs>